Hey, yo. Say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabin, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Centro. The world is listening. Gee, I hope nobody is taping this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the SNS Radio Network is proud to bring to you the open book. Do you see that? Do you see that coming? Yes! 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 We're your source for all video game entertainment and wrestling news. I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away. With your host, sensational sequel, Sean. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And the British one, Ashley. What's the matter, Danny? You've never taken a shortcut before. So sit down. What? Shut up. What? And listen, because story time is about to begin. Tell me he didn't just say that.
I'm guessing we're having a little bit of an issue. So we'll keep going as I'm getting feedback. We, you're getting feedback. I'm I'm getting echo. Um, I'm getting feed well feedback in the form of an echo. <laughs> uh, L Train did say catch the open book with Station Sean and Ash. My name on the UK. Ash is my name UK on the SNS Radio Network. Birthday time, bitches. So yeah, there you go. Um, the echo. I thought we could have done an impromptu version of Bohemian Rhapsody. You have fun with that. Forever. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. Um, I'm guessing we're having technical issues. We're, he's working on that. I'm good. Apparently, it's good to go now. <laughs> As I'm looking at the chat, T- TCG just says, ouch. Everybody else says, fixed. Good to go. Um, that's Shall good. We talk quieter now, then? I'm not talking quieter. Uh, in case you guys didn't hear that, let me go through this again. I do apologize. We're going to do it twice tonight, just in case we got to re-edit everything. Apologize. That was a flash photography. That's right. Five-second pose. Um, <laughs> Max sent in a tweet, listening to the open book with Sensation Sean and Ashton My Name UK on the SNS Radio Network. He's finally back in chat. And L-Train, of course, happy birthday to L-Train. Definitely want to uh, give him a happy birthday. Don't know if he's lo- listening, excuse me, but I definitely want to, him to know that we did speak of him. Uh, catch the open book with Sensation Sean and Ashton, my name, UK, on the SNS Radio Network. Birthday time, bitches. So, yep, there's our tweets for today. And if you didn't hear my joke, we're back because we don't make stupid decisions like Don Maddock does. Yes, I said it. <laughs> so, just as everything goes right, uh, everybody gets dropped. So, wow. That's gone a bit wonky, but... I, I guess I'm holding the fort for when Sean gets back in, if he gets back in. But, yeah, the Don Matrix thing we'll get to later. We've got a little entertainment stuff, not that much, because I think everybody's starting to uh, prep up for the whole whole uh, Comic-Con stuff in a couple of weeks. But for wrestling, we did have an email. Uh, I, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> Sean's saying to me, are you there? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm talking. That's a bit awkward. So, um... <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. I apologize. We definitely don't want me doing a video call. He pressed. He pressed the self-destruct button. I did. Um... <laughs> Anthony makes the good point. Ring of Honor no longer doing iPay-per-views. I guess the tech problems have now transferred to the open book. Yeah, that's what it's starting to feel like. It's getting a little weird here. See, this is what happened when you put, sent a message to L-Train and say, this is the guy that used to make the streams go bad. You've cursed us tonight already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sucks. Um, yeah, that does. that's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I screwed up. Sorry. Oh, well. Um. We've got a few things to do tonight. Hopefully, we won't have any more issues. Knock on wood. Um, so we got a few things to talk about. We got an email last week. I need to close out this browser window. Basically, uh, from Danny, uh, is a few things. And we didn't do this on the air because it would have probably taken a little while. So we felt that it might be easier for... Or I'm, I thought it might be easier for us to actually do this on the air first segment this week. <clears throat> So here we go. This is, of course, Danny from the Daily Game, the DailyGamePad.com. Of course, he is a uh, SNS family member. You can catch him on the Facebook page as Danny 
Van Dam, I believe. Um, yeah. Hello and greetings. I have a few questions. Number one, in eight years' time, where do you see the focus of any five superstars in NXT currently? Chris here, Cassius Ono, for example. And second, if you had a choice of changing the WWE, ROH, and TNA for a few fragments, which of those would be tossed? Some lines being wrestlers' pushes, wrestler pushes, and how the show is presented, including the house shows. Okay. So this is actually a good conversation because I really didn't have anything for the first segment this week. So <clears throat> um, we're going to start with the first question, Ashley. You, of course, we discussed this uh, a little bit after the show last week. So we know a little bit here or there. So we're going to try to figure this out right quick um, with a few things. Uh, Ashley, I gave you your homework assignment of deciding whatever you wanted. And then I would do the same thing. So, have you got everything you want to figure out? Um, yeah, I was just getting up the developmental roster page as well because I just want to have a checkup of that on NXT. Yeah, but some the thing is, I I kind of looked at the stuff off the main bit, but yeah, see, it can uh, according to Wikipedia, Biggie Langston is on the NXT roster. He probably so, is. Well, for me, he's too much now of a high-profile person to be on the main roster, so well, technically, he kind of exempts out. Well, hold on. Uh, technically, this is... Uh, how, what five superstars do we see in eight years? So Biggie Langston can be um, one of those five, so... Yeah, but he'll be... <laughs> yeah. He, he, so he's number one. Uh, he'll be out of a job or in TNA in eight years. Really? Delete as applicable for all the other five, because that's how mu that's how much wrestlers have a lifespan now in wrestling, unless you're Cena, which is sad. Okay, that's. I don't. Okay, no, I don't. I'm not going with that. We're not going with that. <laughs> you have to come up with five wrestlers. Uh, Biggie, give me your first one. I don't care about that. But you got to come up with four more, and you can't just say all of them are going to be in TNA. Because that's not true. I didn't say they were going to be in TNA. I think most of them will go back to the indies. Because I'm well, going with... I was going to go with the other four that I was going to have are four that are big names that have come in from the indies. So you've got Adrian Neville, who... Uh, most people might have known from the Indies as Pac. You've got uh, Paige, who is Brittany Knight. Who you're absolutely in love with. Well, I'm not in love with, but... Hey, mm. she's British. She's a good... <laughs> no, I'm in love with her because, you know, she's a rarity at the minute in wrestling. She's a young woman who can wrestle and isn't a glamour model. I'm looking at you, Total Divas. Uh, Sami Zayn, a.k.a. formerly known as El Generico. And the guy that just got signed up about six days ago, officially. And that's Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Hmm. I would bring up Sarah Del Rey, but I think she's going to be happy just training people for umpteen years. Yeah, she's going to be training a lot of people. So, I mean, we can definitely say she's just going to be sitting there. 
I mean, that's the whole thing with her. Um, so those are your, I mean, do you, do you actually see all of them out of the WWE? Um, Sami Zayn, I don't know whether the, if WWE uses him in the right way, I could see him being there long term. Sammy Callahan definitely has room to build. He could be somebody like the next Brian or the next Punk. Because he's got that kind of attitude. Okay, he's done quite a lot of hardcore matches, which some of the people in WWE would be like, but... Uh, which could mean mean something else. I mean, we, we're not looking at this from a broad perspective. Maybe they're looking at bringing back the hardcore side of WWE. Maybe we'll see more Extreme World matches. Maybe well, we'll see a hardcore belt. The thing is, Adrian Neville, Pack, whatever you want to call him, he, all the time he was over in Japan and everything, he was very, very, very aerial happy. You know, he did 630s, 540s, yeah. 450s, anything that he wanted to. If it looked kind of bloody crazy, he did it. He's still getting the chance to do that, but obviously he's been tied somewhat. So I think he can do 450, so that probably puts him like uh, Gabriel on the exemption list, because I don't think anybody else is allowed to, after the whole Brock Lesnar and multiple other times when you've seen people fail moonsaults and stuff. If If they work him right... By eight years' time, Adrian Neville will be the guy you want to see in Money in the Bank matches. He'll be the Sean Benjamin, pretty much. Yeah, because he's only in his mid-twenties as well. He's As long as he doesn't get too injured, he's going to have the possibility of a long career. Yeah. You know, there's something funny. I'm looking at the Wikipedia list for... All the WWE personnel. I didn't know Norman Smiley was a trainer for NXT. Or Terry Taylor. Or Joey Mercury. Oh, no, Joey was down there. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that. I mean, this is funny. I'm just looking at this list. Um, That's pretty crazy. I, it's very interesting of all these people. And then we've got the list of unassigned personnel that are in there. So I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, Okay, so that's you. So, I mean, I, I feel the same for... I mean, let me take a look at this list right quick. Uh, Cassius Ono, who is one that he spoke of in the email, Chris Hero. I could see him coming up, holding the, the Intercontinental title belt for a while, but I want to get to the people who I really feel. Sami Zayn, a.k.a. El Generico. He's so popular with the indie base that I think we'll see WWE finally take notice and like, hey... He did really good on the indie scene. Let's give him a really chance. And he comes up, and he's pretty much like, yeah. I think we'll see El Generico, a.k.a. Sami Zayn, holding the world title within six years, possibly even seven. I could see him holding the world heavyweight belts at that point, Uh, possibly as him and Daniel Bryan are going back and forth a lot. Because um, I would love to see a match between Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan on at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight. Think of the match they would put on. It would be one of the best matches out there. 
uh, probably of that period of time. Um, of course, we're about to see Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family come up to um, come up to WWE. In all honesty, I see Bray Wyatt as a future heavyweight champion. I see him definitely holding the belts. Um, so there's my three. <sighs> Dumb. I don't watch NXT enough to really know a lot of these guys. Richie Steamboat. One thing I, wanna, one thing I do want to ask the chat room. Who's yeah. the diva that's done absolutely crap wrestling-wise in this Divas tournament? Is it Emma? I, I know there's one of them where she hasn't really mm-hmm. done great performance and some people are really... Then again, it's probably because they were facing Aksana or somebody like that, but, you know. Um, my last two, I'm actually going to go with this because I know that JJ was very high on him. Samurai Del Sol, um, who has signed a WWE contract will be appearing yeah he's not officially moved down i think just yet because he might be having other appearances set up unlike it was annoying sammy callahan's last appearance was supposed to be at aaw last weekend but thanks to the u-haul car that he was given having its tire come off the wheel uh he couldn't make it that sucks yeah, so his last indie match never happened. I okay. Well, S- Samurai Del Sol, uh, Triple H actually signed him, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I think Triple H is going to get behind a lot of his signed signings and push them up pretty well, and we'll see a lot of them become uh, long-term Intercontinental Champions, long-term U.S. Champions, possibly even long-term or short-term, long-term. WB and World Heavyweight Champions, and I possibly, with Sammy Callahan, I'm a huge fan of Sammy Callahan and the way he, his entire personality in the ring and everything. I love him. He is absolutely a great personality, a great person just as he wrestle. I see them possibly bringing back a hardcore style belt and saying, hey, you do really good in these matches. I can see you doing this. And we see him go against the likes of um, Daniel Bryan. Uh, let me go up on this list for a second and look at some of these other people right quick. Um, not him. Uh, possibly Tyson Kidd. I can see Wade Barrett going out for it. Zack Ryder just trying to get his name back out there. Roman Reigns, The Shield. I mean, I see a lot of these guys being people who could go for this hardcore belt, who could be somebody who would want to fight for this belt, who would want to hold the prestige that it was. Camacho is still on the roster? Are you serious? Um, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, that that kind of caught me off guard. Is Hunico still on here? He is still on his list. Wow. So, I mean, those are my five. I really think we could see those guys really make I'm not going to say they're all going to be fired or they're going to be they're going to resign from their positions and go somewhere else. I think we could see all of those five become champions. Um, I mean just look at the shield, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins becoming three of the best fa- uh, not faces, well more so faces of their period right now. The Shield is one of the most dominant 
it's one of the most dominant groups out there right now. Um, yeah, they've lost some matches. Yeah, they're not looking too hot, but they're still looking like one of the best groups out there. And I would rather see them go out there and destroy somebody instead of seeing them do nothing. I actually, it's very interesting. I saw, um, there was a match I picked up the other day. And I was very caught off guard by how it was. Tyler Black. Versus Merrick Brave. It was mm-hmm. a no-roped barbed wire match. It was an AAW. Th- no. Those bodily went to hell and back with that match. It was a great match. Um, and I hope to see, I hope to see more. What's that? Actually, <laughs> you went so on my end, and I probably went so on your end, and it all just came together in a smorgasbord of. I heard you say something. I'm like, what? Who are you talking to? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I see them becoming. I see the Shield more so than anything else becoming very big stars. Also, at the same time, even though we're not talking about it. Uh, to Anthony and chat, it was, I apologize, Tyler Black and uh, Merrick Brave. Uh, so, I mean, it's one of those, Merrick Brave, I have no clue who he really is. I have never really seen anything for that. Hopefully, um, to both Ashley and Brassley, if Skype continues to completely mess up tonight, we may have to decide something else. Just to give you both a heads up. Because uh, I don't want to keep making problems with the guys in uh, chat. Blame so. Egypt. No, no, no. Blame Don Matic. Um, <laughs> anyway. So. I. Uh, that's what I see. Now. As far as the other part. We were a little confused on that. So, instead, I changed it to, what will we do if we were in control of those companies? And I believe we came up with a little bit of an answer, a better answer than what we had. Right, Ashley? Yeah, the answer is, get better writers. That's seriously the only thing that's lacking. Get rid of all the bold and the beautiful and secrets and lies and whatever else these fucking crappy soaps are on, on American television. And put people in that kind of know about how the wrestling business works. Okay, let me let me stop you there for a second. Let's talk about that. Um, because I was thinking about that after you said it. Right now, we know of Paul Heyman and Zeb Coulter. Or, uh, um, his name escapes me all of a sudden. Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel. Other also known as Wayne Kiln, which is his real name. Um, both of them actually were raw for the past couple of weeks. So who else could we actually see walk in and say, you're going to write for Raw tonight, you're going to write for SmackDown, you're going to write for Impact. Well, let's stick with WWE right now. Um, Zeb Coulter, Paul Heyman, Definitely. I'd like to see Booker T. Mick Foley walk in and be like, we could do this. And then see Jerry Lawler sit down and is like, 
this is what I have planned. And then JBL walks in and says, there you go. Let's do this. And Triple H walks in at the same time and says, this is how it's going to run tonight. This is how we're going to do it. Paul Heyman, no matter what. I think Paul Heyman should be writing, no matter what. Zeb Coulter, they did a great job. They did a WrestleMania-style Raw a couple weeks ago. I want to stick with that. I want them to do that. And then I think we should see Triple H, JBL, Jerry Waller, maybe Mick Foley all walk in and try and do a little bit also. I mean, because I think we could see them do a very amazing Raw. I mean, when you've got people who know the business, who know what the fans want, who know what the fans need, you know they're going to come out there and they're going to completely destroy with what they with what they want to do. So, I mean, that's what I see. That's what I that's what I think. I mean, who do you actually think should be writing for Raw? I mean, you you said get rid of the soap writers. So who's going to take their places? Well, the thing is, of course, the head writer for Raw is Ranjin Singh. If people don't remember that being announced, I think like a year or so ago when he did get the the job. I find it interesting that Michael Hayes is now apparently head producer. So although they kind of said, oh, you know, he's stepping down from the writing role, he's actually probably gone above writing because he's, he's the head guy in charge backstage. But looking at some of the other people that are produce, that are so-called producers, you've got Road Dog, you've got Finlay. Finlay's been in the business world. You've got, although he isn't on the producers list, if you're looking for somebody that's got experience in the wrestling business, William Regal. Yes. So get somebody like him. Dean Malenko. Uh... Anthony makes a good point in the chat real quick. I'm going to stop you. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes and WCW had some of the best ideas out there. I mean, he had some bad ones, but he had some really good ones. I mean, can we not forget Stargate? Can we not forget War Games? All of these were, and essentially, Dusty Rhodes' brainchild came up with some of the best matches ever created. So, I mean, you've got these people there that will definitely, definitely do it. So. Uh Brian Gerwitz is still with WWE. It's interesting. Didn't know that. Um, I see Billy Gunn and Shaw in the chat, in the chat, sorry, but if, if that happened, somehow you think it'd go... With, with them behind it, it could potentially go beyond the PG thing that they're trying to stick to. Well, no, with Billy Gunn, I think we would we would be fine with the PG because I think Triple H could hold him back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Sean Waltman, I think, would go beyond. I think Sean Waltman, we would see some problems. Yeah. So, definitely think that uh, Sean Waltman should not be given anywhere near charge of anything. Uh, to Anthony, I actually ordered the War Games DVD. Uh, hopefully we'll get it Tuesday, so I'm going to watch it next week. We'll definitely talk about it next week. I am looking forward to watching that DVD. Um, as far as... I don't know, because... I'm st- we're going to stick with WWE right now, because I feel that uh-huh. WWE is a good place to stop or stick with, because we do have a, there's a lot there. 
so we can definitely talk about it. I mean, let's look at this for a second. The writers, yes. What do you? Would you add any titles? Would you take away titles? Would you? Uh, would you add more different matches? Would you add new gimmicks? What would you do? I mean, this is something we tried that we started to do with the EFED thing a long time ago, and it, it never fully panned out, unfortunately. Um, so this is something that I've, I'm kind of glad was brought up, and we can definitely talk a little bit more about this. I mean, what do you? I mean, let's I go fully in depth here. I think the setup that WWE has is perfectly fine at the minute. Because, okay, you've got a world champion for each, and it's like, oh, which is the definitive world champion? But then, on the undercard, you've already got two belts for quite a lot of talent to go for. Hmm. You could have more, but then you'd become too clustered, really. Unless you created a separate, you know, if you resurrected the light heavyweight kind of thing. Trying to do a you know trying to take the X division and bring it back, except under WWE's wing kind of thing. Uh, that's that's all I think you could really do title wise. But I mean TNA, that's a completely different ballpark. But I, I'll jump to that once Sean's finished talking WWE. I don't really think we need to go and TNA right now. I mean, we can hold off TNA for another week. Well. I mean, I think my, we can. My, considering what happened this past week with the cutoffs, I think the clearly the thing that TNA is money management. TNA definitely needs to work its own money. They are going a little too far and beyond with their money. I think they're offering too many big contracts. I think they're offering too many people bonuses. Too much. They really need to reconsider that and think about what they're going to do and. Look at how many staff they have. I mean, I know they have a lot of staff. Possibly consider getting rid of at least a quarter of them. Possibly consider getting rid of um, a lot of their... Or try to go pick up some sponsors. Some real sponsors. Some Not sponsors that are energy every week. No, get some, get some people who are going to help you. Go talk to Spike. Say, hey, we want you to start putting us out there more. We want you to start pushing us on all these other channels that you supposedly have connections with. Because I don't see commercials for Impact on anything. I don't even see it on Spike, in all honesty. They do have them, apparently, because they did say something about that they had on average about four adverts a day. Where? In other countries? I don't know. That, that is one thing, the bloody, the bloody UK stuff. You see quite a lot of adverts for Impact Wrestling when it's shown on the UK television over here. In America, I see more adverts on UK TV than I am on American television on anything. Yeah, so I mean, they got to work on that. Um, They need to work on money. If they get worked on money, I think they can come out. If they, they get rid of Hogan. No offense to Hogan, Bischoff. They get rid of Hogan and B Bischoff. They pick I up. I think it's it's not just money, is it? It's money. It's more money management. It's making sure with that you know. Let's say the money doesn't go up or down; it stays as it is. You've got to allocate it a lot better. I think TNA screwed up when they. I think they should go back to the way it used to be. No offense. Um, I think they should go back to 
the old days where they were doing $5 pay-per-views. And then you could do sponsor stuff still. But then you're getting $5 for about maybe every million. Mm -hmm. I think they would still make some money. I think people would still tune in just to see it. Um, TNA has to work on money management. They have to work on some of the people that... <laughs> Brassai's right. We do see more ads for CSI reruns. Um, they need to work on money management. They need to work on getting rid of a little bit of their staff because they have too many. They have too many cooks in the kitchen. Pretty much, they need to work on that stuff in the backstage. USA doesn't need to promote WWE because people know where WWE is because of habit. That's right. The fact that. Impact has changed times twice in the past 12 months. From 9 to 11 to 8 to 10, and then back to 9 to 11. People don't know when it is. And then also, due to the fact that it's on a Thursday, it can clash with major events or holidays. Like, it will clash with the first NFL game of the season. It will clash with Thanksgiving. It could clash like it has this year with the 4th of July. And when you have times around then, they really aren't going to have the viewers watching. And if the show the previous week has been a pretty poor scripted and presented one, there's not going to be those people going back after the holiday or the period off. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were still going. I apologize. Well, no, I was just looking at Max's comment saying maybe they should cut back to an hour show. What? Okay. I do have a comment to that. I feel that TNA should, and comments your your statement, the, the whole time-changing thing. I feel that TNA should do a recap show. The, the hour that they used to be in should be a recap. They should say, hey, this is what's going on for the past couple weeks. Uh, if you haven't tuned in, these are the matches that have been taking place. And give clips of the matches. Show people, hey, this is what's going on. We're still on TV, but we are currently on the hour after this. That way, they're showing people what's been going on in the product. At the same time, they're able to keep people tuned in to the new show that's going to be on the hour after. So they need to figure out what they're going to do the hour before. And then they'll go against... They'll go with Bellator the hour after, after the show. So I think Spike needs to allot them a little bit more time. Pro that hour before needs to be given to them to do a recap show. The hour after it can be Bellator or whatever, but they need to allow a little bit of overlay time. Like they want to go overtime, you've got 10 minutes to do overtime because Bellator is going to be doing this over here in the first 10 minutes. Spike needs to work with them a little bit more. Yeah. I don't think Spike is giving them what they can, and I think that's a problem. Max says that WWE clashes are more holidays than NFL games than TNA will ever do. True, but which is this is no disrespect to TNA, but WWE is a much, much bigger company and can handle those kind of things. Some put that more at a disadvantage than it is with WWE. To be quite honest, 
and uh, apparently Sean dropped. Actually, no, no offense. No, I didn't drop. Um, we just had another issue again. This is getting really weird. Um, and honestly, I have no clue what you were talking about. Um, I, I hear anything you said up until the end of that. And I apologize. Okay. It was, it, the rough gist was issues. basically... The rough gist was TNA is a much smaller company than WWE. So, in regards to handling holidays in NFL games... TNA is less able to do so because they don't have as much resources. Also, this is something because I didn't catch all of Impact this past week. Was there a tribute at the start of Impact to 4th of July or something like that? I'm not sure. I don't watch TNA, I'm sorry. Be- because the, well, with WWE, whenever they have like Veterans Day or Memorial Day, they always try and have a package at the start, to try and get people who are in the home because family are over for the, ho- the you know the holiday or the mat or f- your friends are over for the NFL match, you can flick in between and try and catch it, whatever, because obviously, I don't know, Raw starts at 8, the football starts at half 8 normally, is it? I don't know. I'm... So people can catch the first half hour, unless, of course, they want to watch, you know, all the seven hours of pre-game build-up. I think that Mac has a good point in chat. TNA jumped so fast to be like Raw instead of building their brand first. Raw was an hour for years before they made the switch to two hours. TNA was like, we're on spike, let's go two hours. That's true. It really is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for your case, the holidays, football games and all that, I think TNA needs to be like WWE a little bit on that point. They need to push for the bigger, better matches. Go for those matches that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Instead of saving, okay, I'm going to go with this just for the heck of it. A barbed wire massacre for a pay-per-view. Have it as your main event match while you're doing some kind of thing in the back. Have something that will make people tune in. You need to have pay-per-view matches away for free, just to get the interest in. Yeah, get get a get a thirty-minute Iron Man match. Get a Full Metal Jacket. Get all of our Full Metal Mayhem. Excuse me. Get these full matches. Full Metal Jacket. Private yeah. Pile. Uh, um, get these matches on TV instead of basically waiting till your pay-per-view, where no, where barely half of your people are going to watch, and then you're only going to have the people who are streaming pretty much. So you need to rethink. Um, huh. Wow. Um, you need to rethink everything you're doing instead of, you get the whole aces and eights things. Great. Let's have something big. Let's have a Texas tornado match, original Texas tornado match. You've got four people on aces and eights. You got four people on, Team TNA side. Have them completely brawl it out and have it as a match. Stop spoiling the TNA World Cup that's going to be on pay-per-view in October or November or whenever the hell they're having it. <laughs> huh? I think that is the fo- that is pretty similar to the final match that happens in the, the World Cup pay-per-view that TNA are doing. A- or did. They recorded in February. Okay, I, I would 
I think TNA needs to come out and just straight up do something that's going to be completely different. Their goal, they're trying, they're doing their best to go against WWE. Don't do that. Go out and just rock it out. Go out and do something no one's going to expect you to do. Um. <laughs> okay, Brassley, I see what you posted. Um, go out and just do matches that WWE will not do. You've got the, the basic matches that WWE does. The Extreme Rules, the Cage, the Hell in a Cells. You were doing the Barbed Wire Massacre for a while. You stopped doing that. Bring that back. Bring back the the matches that nobody else will do on TV. And get, go get Spike. Say, hey, we're going to do these matches. If Spike says no, then say, guess what? We're going to do it anyway. That's going to bring in ratings. You're going to bring in all this stuff. In all honesty, I think TNA should possibly do something like ECW did. No, no rules. Let them go hardcore rules every match. For back in WCW, that that worked for a while. They were getting ratings every week. They were getting higher ratings for that, but then they stopped doing that. So I think TNA and TNA needs to do something. They unfortunately, that I can't believe I just said that. They need to do something WCW, ECW esque. Do something no one else is going to do. Go out, find these matches that WWE's not doing, the barbed wire massacre, the monster's ball, as Anthony says in chat, the full metal mayhem. Uh-huh. Do these matches on Spike. Do these matches <sighs> on Impact. Make people want to watch again. Don't do it on your tape shows. Do it on your live shows. That way, people will be like, wait, they're doing what? What was the result of we don't know. It's on a live show. Are you serious? I got to tune in just to see this match now. They need to rethink everything they're doing right now and bring, go out, make these storylines. Aces and Aces is a great storyline. You're going nowhere with it. Main Event Mafia doing this again. Great. Who's going to be in it? Why? There needs to be a reason. You can't just go out and say, yeah, we're going to bring this guy in. Great. What? No, you've got to give them a reason. You got to make sure people know. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, that was a good healthy discussion. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, I, I kind of just went off on a tangent there for a second. Um, don't worry, people. The rant's coming in segment two. Which rant? The continuation on Mr. Matrick. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Um, <laughs> as Anthony says in chat, don't bring by the electrified steel cage. I'm not going to say that. I do say, TNA, if you're going to do something out of the blue, you're going to do something wild, you're going to do something crazy, do what FMW did. Have a ring set up in the middle of an Olympic pool and have your wrestlers have to go get to the ring in a boat on a rope and have them fight in the middle of the in the ring in the pool. That was probably one of the most bizarre matches I ever saw in my life was the six man match 
that actually had the Gladiator, a.k.a. Mike Awesome, in it. I had never seen anything like that before. Wasn't, that the, last, wasn't that the last night of WCW? FMW match? Oh, the, the pole? Yeah, um, the pole by the ringside. That's what they should have done on WCW. Perhaps that was the plan before WWE brought them out. We'll never know. <laughs> Actually, i got to find that match now, because that was, like I said, that was one of the craziest matches I've ever seen. Um, they they need to do something crazy, pretty much, is what I'm, what I'm going to say. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, anything... We went off topic, pretty much. I'm guessing, given that I know what Danny's like, he'll be happy with us going off topic quite a lot, because... If you heard him conversing with me and the other guys on the FP when I was on there a few weeks back, I couldn't understand half the stuff he said. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't think anybody does. Mine wipe, wipe will connect with that. He'll know. And walkie. This is cool. I just found the... Uh, I just found the match, apparently. That's interesting. You can watch that in the break, and hopefully we can get everything sorted out in the break. And when we come back, really, you're you're going to take that spot for me? Um, actually, no, I said when we come back, and then left a pause for you to walk in. I'm going to post this on Facebook. It's actually a two-hour tape that was apparently posted. It's the complete match from FMW. It's basically all of the matches that t- took place that night uh, back in 1994. So if you want to take a look, it'll be on Facebook. Um, it's apparently it's got some good matches on it. Uh, but the match I was discuss- I was talking about was Antushia Anita, uh, Niyama, and Mr. Ganasuki versus Mr. Pogo, Gladiator, Mike Awesome, and Hideo Hasaka in a barbed wire electrified dynamite pull double hell death match. That's a mouthful. So if you want to take a look at that, it'll be on Facebook. Um, we're going to take a quick, we're actually going to take a little bit longer break. Um, Brassley, can you come on for a second? Possibly, maybe. Yes. Um, can you? I know you said you're going to do a reboot. Can you go ahead and like play some music in there, and we'll do some music so we can make sure we can come back and we got everything good. Well, you know what I'll do. Instead of playing the outro music for the break, since my files are like set in stone, I'm going to drag up a song. Wrestling connected. If I can actually find. Ah, there we go. I found it. I'm going to play a a wrestling-related song, and then you'll hear the actual commercial break. So we'll be away for about six minutes. So there you go. Um, We'll be back in a few. We'll hopefully have everything figured out, and we'll catch you guys in a few minutes. So be right back. Back when I was a kid, life was going swell until something happened. Blew everything to hell. That night my daddy stumbled in, all pale and weak. Set a woman up the block, just gave birth to a geek. Mom said, sell it to the circus. What the heck? Dad said, nope, this one's a pencil neck. And if there's one thing lower than a sideshow freak, it's a gritty, scum-sucking, pencil neck geek. You see, if you take a pencil that won't hold lead, looks like a pipe cleaner attached to a head. Add a buggy whip body with a brain that leaks. You got yourself a grit-eating pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek, grit-eating freak. 
gum-sucking P.S. with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Soon the geeks were popping up all over town. You couldn't hardly sneeze without knocking one down. After a nice juicy steak, if you need a toothpick, just reach for a geek. They'll do the trick. One day we cut one up for fish bait. Learned our lesson just a little bit late. Soon as the geek hit the drink, the water turned red. Next day, sure enough, all the fish were dead. Pencil neck geek. Gritty freak, scum-sucking peahead with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Any night, you know where I can be found? Yeah, stomping some geeks head into the ground. So keep the faith, cause in Blassie you can trust. I won't give up till the last geek bites the dust. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beehead with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. They say these geeks come a dime a dozen. I'm looking for the guy who's applying the dimes. It's gonna be real hard times for all of these gritty, scum-sucking, boot-licking, drop-kicking, gut-grinding, nail-biting, glue-sniffing, scab-picking, butt-scratching, egg-hatching, sleazy, smelly, pepper-bellied, dirty, lousy, rotten, stinking freaks. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. are here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time!
SNS Unplugged has returned to the airwaves. You can check out the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, and of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as they discuss the happenings from Monday Night Raw, NXT, the latest news of the week sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com, and then things get a little interesting as the topics could change from week to week, including topics such as the supernatural, conspiracy theories, basically whatever the hell these guys want to talk about, they're going to cover it every Tuesday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Unplugged is back, baby. Uncensored. Unbelievable. Unplugged. Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out www.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling. Over 16 years, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com. You will learn to pronounce my name properly. Wrestling. Dash online dot com. And now back to the open book on the SMS Radio Network. And welcome back, guys, to... Da, da. Okay, sorry. Just playing around. Uh, no problems. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have any problems. I think my co-worker, my co-host... You're my co-worker now. Um, my co-host is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is here with us. That was Company of Heroes 2, the menu music. Um, I've been playing a lot of Company of Heroes 2 recently. Uh, so I had to choose that. It's absolutely, you know what, I'll hold off on that. Um, there's a few things. This is, of course, segment two, where we definitely came into really being known as the voices of the voiceless because of the stuff we do talk about. We do say other people go against us. So we make sure that you guys know that we are the voices of the voiceless. We will say exactly what is on our minds and what we feel is the truth and nothing but the truth. Um, <laughs> I say that now because I have some stuff to say in a minute uh, about somebody jumping ship to a <sighs> well, if you too, Brassi. Um, 
I'm not saying it tonight. I'm not saying it tonight. I have some things to say about a former CEO of a certain company who jumped ship to a um, jump ship to pretty much the biggest sinking ship right now on the gaming industry. Um, I'll hold off on that. I'll let you actually read the story to you guys. But of course, this is segment two, the video game segment, where we'll be talking about a lot of stuff, especially some interesting stuff I just found. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, so actually, I'm going to throw it off to you while I read this story. Well, the first thing that we should start with is the Xbox 180. And no, not the one we talked about last week. The, you mean the new Xbox 180. You, you, you mean the Xbox 90. Let's go with that one because it's... You can't... No, because this is legit a 180. This okay. isn't a kind of obscure not say anything. This was something that was actually said and then switched. So this is a legit 180. People were basically saying, okay, Xbox 360 had a headset, Xbox had a headset, where's the headset for the Xbox One? Microsoft said, you don't need a headset because your headset and your microphone is your connect. But then, stupidly, they said, we recommend, however, you buy a headset, which is another $60. And this headset looks really no different to the Xbox 360 headset in styling and everything that is available on Amazon. Then there were reports saying that actually the sound coming from the TV was so loud that it could trigger the connect. Mm-hmm. So if it was looking for certain phrases. So to c- try and cover their face once again, Xbox is now saying you will get a headset included in the box when you purchase your console. Whether it be day one, or whether it be day a thousand or more. Like me. Um, I do have something to say on this, because they were saying that the original uh, headsets would not work on the Xbox One, they are coming out with an adapter that will allow the original Xbox headsets to work with the Xbox One. Um, and to those who have Turtle Beaches like myself, uh, the Xbox One will be able to allow will allow you to use your, as in my case, XP500s, my $300 headset, to be used because of the digital optical port. Um, that is what I've been told. I could be wrong on that. Um, but that was what I was told today. They will, uh, you are able to pre-order Turtle Beach headsets for your Xbox One. Uh, there are two. There's an eighty-dollar bundle and there's a hundred fifty-dollar bundle. So do understand there are bundles out there already coming out for the Xbox One that have not been getting released yet, unfortunately. But Turtle Beach is going to be the people who, who will be controlling. Um, mm. be controlling pretty much the headset market for the uh, Xbox One. And apparently the pulses for the PS4 or the PS3 will work for the PS4. So there's your um, headset news from me today. <laughs> Another little bit of interesting news from Xbox is they are apparently scheduled to have a conference at the Gamescom event in Germany next month which perhaps that's the clarified position on certain things that they haven't made clear on previous things in case people don't have the internet, or perhaps they want to show more games and 
perhaps have gameplay of things rather than just videos. Because that did seem to be lacking with quite a lot of stuff at E3, if you look at it. Although there is one significant presence that won't be there, which is awkward considering that arguably is one of the strongest games that the Xbox One is going to be launching with. And that's Dead Rising 3 and Capcom. Capcom have said they will not be at Gamescom in any shape or form whatsoever. So the game that most people are looking forward to, arguably, from the Xbox One launch list of about four or five which are coming out on day one, isn't going to be at Gamescom. So the major, the like the biggest European convention that there is to showcase their stuff, they aren't going to be there. I guess they're going to concentrate more on uh, Tokyo Game Show for the Japanese market. Which I can see. Um, no offense to the British, to anybody over there, but I feel that TGS is a bigger show than Gamescom is. Um, well, that's the question. I'm wondering, if, I'm actually thinking that is actually going to be playable. You see, because the thing is, the Eurogamer Expo thing that I'm going to is a public thing. This Gamescom right. thing is for like media and the press, and yes, the public, because it gets a crazy amount of people, but most of the public there go for the PC stuff, because continental Europe is very PC you know, orientated, right. and also, to, with respect, Sony. I guess yeah. because of the way they've done it, and the fact that the PS2 did so well worldwide, and it just really stuck... PS3 seems to be more popular in quite a lot of European countries than Xbox. I think the UK, it's probably about the same now over the umpteen years, but just the fact that Gamescom is basically the European E3, it's a surprise that they aren't making a trip there when other major people, I think Konami are set to have some sort of presence there. Uh, I'm trying to think of other Square Enix is definitely going to have something there because they know RPGs are popular in Europe so Final Fantasy stuff is going to be crazy for them especially with the reboot coming uh, in late August of Final Fantasy XIV of Realm Reborn basically with that Square Enix are going look we know we screwed up with the last game we're doing this reversion but please still pay like $15 a month in order to play it. Hmm. But speaking of Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy VII is now finally on Steam. With achievements and everything. Yeah, it's not expensive either. No. So not, I don't know what the price is off the top of my head, but it's... I was going to bring up Steam, but I figured if I did that, the... My part on the stream. Find, find a new story on the web. I'm bringing up bring Steam up right Steam. quick. I'm bringing up Steam. But, Go ahead. Yeah, it was got all the trophies and everything which was which was available in the uh, the Square Enix edition that you could only get on their website. Apparently, I have new now. Mail. Now, of course, this will fuel even more speculation as to why don't they remake Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy 7 which is an interesting thing considering how we had a report last week which we didn't get in the news that apparently Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is having to be made from the ground up because they don't even have the original assets from Kingdom Hearts 1 they've gone missing somehow 
Uh, Final Fantasy seven is twelve bucks, eleven ninety nine. Which is good value for money. Speaking of good value for money as well, uh, Final Fantasy X and ten two, which is coming out for both PS3 and the Vita, will be having a cross-save feature, so you will be able to play on both. Whether it's a cross-buy hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but they have also said there is going to be an all-new 30-minute ending, apparently, for the game. I guess to round it off properly. And to make sure there isn't a 10 free or whatever they want to do. Uh, Sony also, though, had some sad, well, I guess not sad news because we didn't hear a lot about it. Their dungeon crawler, Warrior's Lair, was officially cancelled this week. That's all we can say about it because that's all we really know. Although, uh, one nice feature for the PS4, the Playroom tech demo that they did show at E3, I can't remember what it was but it looks pretty impressive. The Playroom tech demo will actually be included with your PS4 when you buy it. So you too will be able to wonder what the hell is going on with your console when it's done, when it goes with that. I apologize immensely. What was that story? I was focused on Steam all the time. Uh, <laughs> the Playroom demo that was at E3 for Sony's PS4 is going okay. to be bundled in every single console at launch. Uh, apparently, Drive Club is also free if you buy day one copy of our day one PS4. Well, we already knew that because they said that at E3. I know. Are you paying attention? Not really, no. It was Sony. <laughs> Speaking of not paying attention, bloody Australia. <laughs> bloody Australia. State of Decay and Saints Row 4 this week were banned. Uh, State of Decay apparently for the... Um, the stimulants being in the game, and that was the phrase they used, basically they mean drugs. To get round this state of decay has now made the drugs vitamins and supplements. Which is pretty sneaky, yeah. Everybody needs their vitamins. Hulk Hogan knows that. Uh, That's funny, hold on, that's funny, because when I play the game, I don't have stimulants, I have uh, medicine. What's... Australia's flipped out, dude. And then, of course, Saints Row 4 was banned due to the whole anal probes and everything, because that's sexual violence. Despite the fact it's aliens and it's not humans. But they they are releasing a... The low uh, violence edition, because it did appear on Steam. It did. I did see that when I switched over to an Australian version. However, that's something you can actually unlock... Just for the heck of it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they could program it in, they could put some really stupid crap in there, the guys at Deep Silver, but I think they're too deep in in order to put that in, given that we're about five weeks away from its launch. But I would love to see that. It's just like, okay, instead of hitting you with this sledgehammer, it's going to look like a comedy mallet from like a 1950s cartoon. That would be funny. Like Deadpool's mallet that he uses to take out people in uh, stealth kills. And uh, the new game that came out. Uh, I will say there was, um, before you you continue, we'll say there was a uh, post on IGN about uh, 10 differences between Saints Row 3 and Saints Row 4. Um, There's some stuff they took out that I was full surprised. 
but there was some stuff they added in that was old school that uh, I was very surprised about. There's a lot of stuff that they are putting in that's not that was definitely taken out before. Um, but apparently, I'm very interested now. I'm also I'm almost surprised how interested I am because I absolutely was not oh my word this is what i've been looking for uh, so i apologize there's a, a story that popped up that absolutely has just made me and it's a video never mind um sorry there's i forgot what i was saying this game is one of those that will that's making me want to see what they've got to want to see what's going to happen because the game looks is looking a lot, a really good right now. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, now let's jump to some Call of Duty stuff. Yes, freefall. I'm, I mean, uh, no. Ghost. We'll start off with Black Ops Two first. The Vengeance uh, DLC. I haven't which is out yet. now for 360 people. Uh, contains four levels. Cove, which basically basically looks like it's been ripped from Lost. Um, Detour, which is the pretty snazzy bridge slash underpass style map, where there's multiple levels. Rush, which is supposed to be inside this kind of paintball course. I wish there was actually a cheat where you could just make all the guns paintball guns. And do it like that. It'd make all those crappy paintball games that were on PS3 and 360 you know, really get taken to the cleaners. And then also you've got Uplink, which I believe is an update of a Black Ops 1 map. Is one it? That's in, one that's in Burma. I can't remember the name of the what it was in Black I'm Ops. I'm trying to find... Uh, Uplink is... Bring this up. It's an update of one from Black Ops 1. I know that. Uh, Summit. Oh, it's yes. Summit. Nice. Summit See, was one that, of my favorite. Now he's interested. Well, I I got the map back. I already have the map back. I haven't I played a little bit. I played Cove. Uh, Cove was very different, very weird in all honesty. I was completely I played a lot of I've been playing a lot of Battlefield three. Alright, take that back. I've been playing a lot of PC games recently. I have not been on my three sixty. I haven't even played Save Decay. I'm pretty sure everybody's dead now. Um <laughs> I haven't gotten them any food. I haven't gotten any medicine. I'm sure they're all dead. So I can care you just get, but you'll get straight to the game, and it's like game over. That's yeah. the quickest game over ever. No, I, I played it for a long time. I played it for about 14 days since it came out. So oh, okay. I played it for a while. I had moved to my new area and everything. I just don't care anymore. Um, as far as Cove is, Cove is very interesting. I was caught off guard by how it is. Uh, it's small, but not too small, and the fact that the water slows you down a little bit more than it does normally was one of the big things. There's a lot of different paths as well, so you've really got to know where they're coming from. Yes. But uh, also, the zombies one buried kind of of seems to be inspired by like a Wild Western one, which I think is a continuation of one of the previous zombie campaigns because it features the same characters I don't know all I do know is the gun that's newly added to this one is only for the zombie stuff and that's the uh, 
the ray gun. I think it's the space ray gun or something like that. Which again comes from uh, Black Ops 1, I think, because of the whole uh, moon DLC and everything. Well, no, the ray gun has been in for, uh, has been a f- Black Ops 1 for a while. Not just because of Moon, but it was, been, it was in the mystery box to begin with. I think it was in the mystery box for 2 also. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, Ghosts, the interesting one. Special map when you pre-order, which is entitled Freefall. Which I just have mixed feelings about. Considering when I heard about Free Fall, it said it was set in a collapsing skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Which, immediately when I heard that, I thought, seriously, is this really trying to be a, Oh, look here, it was getting your idea, and we're making it better. Oh! It's, in all it's, honesty, go ahead. It's, it's bloody playground tactics from two of the biggest companies that don't need to do playground bloody tactics. Let me put it like this. When I saw pictures of what it is, this is going to be good. Because of what it is. I like the concept about... Because it clearly isn't just going to be the thing falls down like in Battlefield. What it is, it's probably going to collapse level by level. But as it does, everything's going to change. It's kind of taking the Spec Ops the line and Tomb Raider stuff where it's the environment changes. Yes. In Tomb Raider, it was like Sandstorm, so certain play the the good guys team could see the bad guys through all the sand, whereas the others would be completely blinded. And for Spec Ops, it was basically you could take out, if certain characters were camping in a certain area, you could take out the stone wall that was there and bury them under a whole load of sand. And then obviously that area was completely impassable for the rest of the map. Um, pretty much, yeah, it's going to be just like that, pretty, almost. It's going to be, basically, as the building collapses, there will be points in the map that you used to be able to go down will no longer be available to you. You will then have to find a new route. Uh, choke points will be changed. Spawn points will change a little bit. And then um, there was something else. Uh, something else will change, and I can't remember what it is, but... Yeah, it's going to be. It looks very interesting by what they're doing. Uh, the entire style of the map is just set in a collapsing building, like you said. Yes, it's going to be similar to Battlefield and what they did, but I think it's going to be a little bit better. Uh, well, we'll have to wait and see until uh, we actually get our hands on it. If that's going to be one of the things that's playable. At uh, Eurogamer, I would be interested. Probably not. How that? Well, considering it's the pre-order one, it, it could be. Because know... that's the one that people are going to get definitely. All I know is I want them to officially announce the collector's editions for Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. They have not been officially announced to anybody except on their websites, and we are not allowed to pre-order them. I'm getting and the home. UK. Yeah, I'm getting ticked off. I want... The UK gets them only. Wow. I would probably kill you. I would get on a plane. Hey, I'm not going to be able to buy him. Come on. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to play it on my console either because it's region locked. So. Yeah. So, well. Um, 
Now, an interesting thing that happened this past week. Club Nintendo and Ubisoft both got hacked. Yep. Account details were taken. I don't. I believe in both cases it wasn't credit cards. No. I'm not sure for Club... I don't think it was for Club Nintendo, even though that's more likely. But, because uh, just because of the nature of the club, but both were hacked, so everybody had to have their passwords reset and everything. What it was about... What it was about doesn't seem to be hugely clear, but... Uh, other Nintendo stuff... Fact, we can finally set, put this to bed. The Wii Vitality Sensor is officially dead. Because I do remember Reggie being asked by Jeff Keatley on game trailers about it, and he said, look, never say never. <laughs> so Satoru Iwata has now come out today and said, like, no, it was a bunch of crap, wasn't it? Practically. <laughs> Which I think is a bit funny, but even more funny for Nintendo and kind of... Im- well, this time I'm actually supporting the games company, which is a rarity. Nintendo has lost its legal battle to get the domain WiiU.com this past week. Apparently it's owned by some, co- uh, some group in Burlington, Kentucky, or I can't remember exactly where, but they've apparently owned it since 2004. And all it is is one of these empty shell sites that just links you to like various other pages that are probably also empty shell sites. So the 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 people that own it just get a you know cheap hits on their stuff. You know it, the stories that it points to on the thing. You know what those empty shell sites look like, don't you, Sean? You, know, you bring Say up the again. address. You bring up the address, and it's like welcome to WiiU.com, and all it is is like eight generic links to gaming stories. You know, PS3 games, Xbox games, Nintendo games, action yeah. games, that kind of generic bullcrap. That's what that website is. Nintendo, I think, deserved that because, in essence, that WiiU.com, as it currently is, is providing bugger all. Well, they own it. That's the thing. Somebody else owns it, and Nintendo's freaking out. Because, in all honesty, that person who owns that could turn that into one of the most pornographic sites ever. And when somebody goes, they want to go to WiiU.com, what's going to show? Porn. And, of course, the irony is they, they bought it in 2004, which was probably before they even thought up about the Wii U. Yeah, probably. Hell, that was even before the... That was just as the... Was 2004... No, 2004 was when the revolution happened. It wasn't even called Wii then, was it? So... I don't believe so, no. Oh, anyway. I think... Hold on. I I think that if Nintendo really wants it, they're going to have to pay a pretty penny. Um, the, The whole lawsuit thing, they just need to come out and say, okay, we'll offer you a meal. A million. No. Five million. And they'll take that probably. Because basically this could either help or destroy Nintendo. The guy, Nintendo goes out and tries to sue him again. The guy could put porn on the site, completely destroy Nintendo's standing. Because parents want to go look up the Wii U, see what it is for their kids. They go to Wii U.com like most Americans do. You're going to see porn. You're going to be like, 
no, you are not getting this. Nobody's going to buy a Wii U. But if Nintendo Don't tell everybody about the porn app on Wii U, then. Eh, I'm not worried about it. Because um, no, one, no one has a Wii U anymore. They've all sold it for the Xbox 360 or the PS3. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know. With what, with the way that it's starting to look now, with the one game month for the rest of the year and into next year, it's looking more tempting. But obviously, in my... Obviously, basically, you're buying Nintendo for first pla- first party stuff. Yeah, because the third party stuff you will get on a better console. Yep. Uh, speaking of better consoles, let's move to Microsoft. Oh no, no, actually, no. There was a Sim City story, which I think was interesting. There was a survey that apparently came out, basically asking about things that could be implemented into SimCity down the line. One of which is bigger cities, and one which is the key one, considering everybody threw a hissy fit over it when it launched earlier this year, and that's SimCity being able to be played offline. Yep. Um, I, I actually found the story, and I was wondering if this is what you're talking about. Uh, the survey, which can be seen in screenshot, six players feedback on potential upcoming features. These include farms, faster rebuilding after disasters, over and underpass roads, cities twice the size of current land plots, terraforming, which I find very interesting, cooperative city building with friends, and classic mode. The latter is described as allowing players players to, in offline or online mode, play a single fully functioning city using cheat and unlocks that allow you to create your perfect city. Yeah. Go ahead, Ashley. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that away from you. <laughs> No, but that's if that does happen and they do take interest and in, they take the feedback in from the survey, you might have to re-review SimCity and actually give it positive stuff because I know there was quite a lot of negative hate over the whole connectivity issues, which they did eventually solve. But I haven't played always, it since. The always online thing has been... Uh, uh, what, what am I looking for? Some, what, something in the craw a crumb in the craw of everybody that kind of has played that, because I don't know how active that game is anymore. I mean, hell, the SimCity thing that they had on Facebook, that's already been pulled, hasn't it, by EA? Yeah, as far as I know. Which is pretty stupid, considering that was was basically the best offline equivalent that they could have doing it. Obviously, it had to be online, but it didn't have to be constantly connected to play with it and everything. Uh, Now, yeah, now we jump to the 360 stuff. They've announced that Assassin's Creed 2 will be the free game coming July 16th for Xbox. But of course, if you remember, the big thing was the the first two games that we can reveal as the first two games that will be coming out as part of this will be Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo 3. So everybody was looking to the 1st of July and were going, oh wow, what's it going to be? Could it be Halo? Could it be Assassin's Creed? And then it was revealed to be Defense Grid. And the internet pretty much blew their gasket. Which, hold on, well go ahead and finish your story, I'll let, then I'll say my piece. Which I think is secretly the real reason why Don Matrick left Microsoft. 
Don Matrix last uh, last hurrah. Yeah, <laughs> I drove you again. Bye. <laughs> um, I feel that this was basically Microsoft saying, "We told you that the first free games for is going to be Xbox games. We didn't exactly say we're going to offer arcade games. Also, here's our ability to offer you free arcade games. Please enjoy." And from what I've heard, people who have played Defense Grid have had a bit of a uh, a mixed opinion. It's a it's a weird it's a weird game. It's a different style game. Not yeah. everybody is used to it. Um, I've played it before. I've got it on PC. It's great. It's a great game. I've enjoyed it, but it's not everyone's cup of tea. Pardon the the, the British pun. Yeah. Well, just to sound American now, if you want to bling out your 360, uh, <laughs> gold Xbox 360 controllers are coming next month. Yep. I think they're, they're certainly on GameStop's website. I've looked at that. They're not on Amazon just yet, but they probably will be in upcoming uh, days, weeks, and whatever, because it probably people will probably buy it. Mainly going, look, I'm on my Xbox Gold controller on Xbox Gold. Oh. And then everybody will go... Yeah, that was a crap joke. GTA Five. This is the other 360 thing. A lot of people have seemed to held criticism at either Microsoft or Rockstar about the fact that on the 360 it will be coming on two discs and it will have a mandatory install of eight gigabytes. So those people with the small, like four the gigabytes four things, will basically have to buy a hard drive, which. I'm quite surprised you haven't already bought a hard drive anyway. And two, if you've bought a 4 gigabyte one, you've probably bought it for kids, and GTA V is a game that's not supposed to be for kids. I do have something to say on this, and the fact that the internet blew up is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because um, the PS3 has to do it all, sir. The PS3 is going to have to install their one disc, of course, but the fact that people are flipping out, the fact you got to install your one disc, one disc, you have to install the first disc to be I able to it was play. Both discs. Nope, you got to install the first disc because the first disc is the install disc. The second disc is your play disc. The second disc will stay in your Xbox, and you'll play it off of that. The fact that people are freaking out over this is a very stupid thing because of the fact, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have. Um, you gotta have eight gigs. Yeah, you got it. You had to have eight gigs for Halo Four. Where's the problem? You only have eight gigs. Why do you have only eight gigs? Go buy a sixteen gig um, flash drive. Use that. The whole thing with me is I install my games either way. Uh, installing the games does brings out less heat from the disk tray, disk drive. It keeps it. It keeps the system running a little bit cooler. Like I said. But also you have less load time, and you also have less hiccups in the game. Installing the mm -hmm. disc is better than just having it sitting there, and I, I enjoy that. I'd rather install a game than not have the game installed, have all these pop-ins and all this crap, and then we're good to go with the game itself. So, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things I'd rather people listen to the entire reason than just freaking out automatically. 
Yeah. Just one of those things. I mean, what else you got? Uh, well, the final big one is obviously the one that broke on Monday. <laughs> uh, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my soapbox. I gotta put the soapbox next to the computer. <sighs> no, I want to bring up the fact that on Monday I just decided to take a gander at Twitter, and I saw that Don Matrick was trending, and I thought, okay, what the hell has he done to piss everybody off at Microsoft now? And then I look at what the t- trending was relating to, and it's like, the bastard left? No wonder this explains why he wasn't at the E3 conference that long. He's like, yeah, I could talk for that long, but in three weeks, I'm not going to be here. Uh, he's left, Microsoft. Um, there were Hold rumors on. he could be going to EA, because obviously they're looking for a new head. But <laughs> Or... Or Square Enix. <laughs> well, no, it was more EA because he obviously previously worked there, and I, there was something that I saw about EA were in talks with an individual, but the talks fell through at some point. They haven't. The what was Michael Pactor had the report, but he never obviously said who, because you know you're not going to name stuff out in the public. And then we find out Don Matrick is going to Zynga, and. It's, we found out in the last couple of days that for his first year there at Zynga, the company that's just made 50% of its workforce redundant, like the studio in Austin that did the draw something thing, which just got acquired, Mr. Matrick is being paid $19.3 million in his first 12 months in the company, which is a, includes a five. That includes a $5 million signing bonus. This is, this is sounding like a fucking football soccer transfer. Oh, for a you know, signing bonus of $5 million, uh, a trading bonus of $2 million. It, blah. Apparently, the total it comes out to be is Domatic will be, Magic will be making over $50 million as the Zynga boss. Uh, basically... Um, Control Delete had the best pitcher of the week. Uh, Don Matrick left a ship that was on fire, just a little fire in the front, jumped to a ship that the Kraken was about to take down. Basically, <laughs> he left a, a, sh- a big ship about to take out the fire. He left for a ship that's sinking. <sighs> Matrick, you were the biggest fucking idiot ever because of the stupid crap you have just pulled. You left a company. You left a fucking company that could have made you one of the... that that did make you one of the biggest names in the video game industry as being the CEO for a company that is probably going to be closing off in about the next year and a half. Yeah, but he'll have to get severance pay from that, so he'll be even more richer. <laughs> the guy's fought it through. He's a genius. <laughs> I think, in all honesty, that he was the one who actually came up with the always online, um, probably the connect, everything like that. I think he was the one who came up with it, and probably got informa- gave information to Sony, who decided, okay, we're not going to do that. And then jump ship. 
I really think Don Matrick has screwed over Microsoft in a little in a little in a little way. And then Microsoft kind of caught it and said, you know what? No, we're not gonna do that. Don Matrick's an idiot. Straight up. Up and down, straight up. <sighs> anything else you got? Anything else you want to say, Ashley? Um well, just the thing that apparently later this month we will finally be finding out something to do with the Bioshock DLC. Thank God. Yeah. I've not traded in my 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 copy because I was expecting something. But thank God. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah. Um JJ's in chat, and I do I do like to say hello, JJ. Um, he needs to add me on the Old Republic so that I know when he's online and when he knows when I'm online. Uh, and so we can get this guild that he wants to start up and running. So we can start getting some guild XP. Uh, but anyway, I do have a quick couple of stories so that we can talk about right quick. Um, apparently, Michael Pactor came out and said that the Wii U will finish a distant third behind the PS4 and the Xbox One. So pretty much he just said, yeah, it's not going to do that well either. So it's kind of funny. What are you going to say? Go ahead. Well, it's just everybody said. Nintendo's good at first-party stuff. Third-party, it really doesn't seem to be hitting off that well. Because obviously, back in the days of the N64... And all that, there is quite a lot of, you know, cross-party stuff. But really, ever since the GameCube, all the consoles have really been is Wii U exclusives. Yeah. And in most cases, including the, probably the infamous one from this past year, for at least for us, Wreck-It Ralph, means were some of the worst games ever made. Mhm. Yeah. Um it's just one of those things hey somebody came in today wanted to buy one. Um we kind of said, yeah. Um <laughs> JJ just made a comment in chat and I do want to bring this up because it's something I wasn't gonna talk about. Uh with the fact that the new update for Star Wars Republic is coming out very soon, two point three, you will have the ability to add a female Ewok as a companion. Is it I've just a female or apparently. Okay. Apparently it's a female that will be edible to your collection of companions. So so it's very funny. I'll just imagine it's Warwick Davis in a, bit, a, a, a big suit. Um, All hail the mighty wicket. I'm waiting for this page to come up because apparently uh, GameZone.com had a good article. Is What's the best game of 2013 not named Bioshock Infinite or The Last of Us? But apparently it doesn't want to pop up for me. So... I can't read that one. Um. So, oh, well. I do have a story I'm going to bring up in the next segment. It's basically something I've been looking forward to. Um, 
Hideo Kojima reviews Pacific Realm in a tweet. I'm looking very forward to that. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about Company of Heroes 2, which came out this week on... This week or last week? It was last, last week. It came out 25th. Last week, yeah. I apologize. I'm looking forward to next week, which is going to be uh, Civilization V's Brave New World. Company of Heroes 2 came out. Ashley and me have talked about this a lot on the air because of all the new stuff they're offering. Well, I got the chance to sit down and play it. First day, I didn't get really into it because I was playing a lot of Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, I sat down the past couple of days and have really gotten into it. But, um, the game changed a lot. The whole uh, frozen engine that they're, off, they're putting in, basically with the snow, the ice... Everything I uh, you have the ability to um, do a mortar shot over the ice or place dynamite on the ice. You can blow up the ice as a tank rolls onto it, sink the tank, and just less than a minute, and you. And then eventually it does freeze back over. Yes, it does, and that's what caught me off guard the most because I was using a flamethrower to protect an area, and the ice was melting. The people fell in. And then somebody else was coming across. I was like, oh, they won't be able to cross there. The ice had melted, had, had basically frozen back over, and they were crossing over that point. And I was like, oh, crap. I can't. I got to kill them. Um, I'm, I'm only into, like, episode, uh, mission four or five on the single player. And it's getting, I just got into the snow. I've just got into all of the frozen stuff. <laughs> it's getting fun. I'm really liking it there. <laughs> I'm really enjoying everything that I've been able to do um, with the game. And I'm looking forward to actually trying some multiplayer stuff and hopefully being able to really do some cool things. So, uh, the game is really good. If you are a PC gamer, if you are a... Real-time strategy gamer, you like World War II, pick up this game. Because, historic-wise, it got it correct. It really it's did. just as authentic as Company of Heroes 1 was. It, yes, in it, terms of simulation, is, it's probably one of the best that's out there. No, what I mean by historic is the Order 226, I believe it was, or whatever, Order Stalin was pretty much what yeah. it was, is absolutely correct. Um... If you retreated, you were shot down by your own men for being a traitor, and you were branded a traitor and a coward. It is one of the biggest things they got right in the game, and I was very surprised that they actually put that in because well, I'm not surprised they didn't put it in. That's kind of what I was saying, though, about how it is historically accurate, you know, it in is. terms of simulation. It's not just the stuff that's on the side of the battlefield. It's also the bigger picture kind of thing. It really incorporate, incorporates it really well. I mean, Rome Total War 2 apparently has like key historical battles and stuff, but certain bits can obviously be fantasy where there could be a bit of the point in the game where you basically take over the entire world map, which obviously in the Second World War that never happened. Otherwise, the Berlin Wall wouldn't have been made. Definitely. So, I mean, if you if you enjoy, um, 
if you enjoy real-time strategy games, Order 227, that's what it was, 226, I was close. Um, definitely play it. It's great. I definitely recommend it, and I'm hoping for... I'm hoping for something more. I'm hoping they add more stuff in. I definitely want to play a lot more of the game. So yeah, there's that. Um, anything else we need to talk about? I don't think anything for the uh, video game. So what new? Okay then, so we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back and we will uh, do some entertainment stuff. Be right back, guys. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Does listening to wrestling news live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. 
listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, I, okay, I, want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fakis. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. Welcome back, guys. I was enjoying that music a little bit too much. Um, that was, of course, the Lone Ranger. Uh, it was from it's from the Lone Ranger show and the movie, actually, um, which is very funny. It was a very it was placed in the movie really good. I'll be doing a very not a quick review. I'll be doing a review of the movie here in this segment. Uh, this is the third segment where we will be talking about entertainment. Um, it's going to be. A very interesting segment. We've got a lot to talk about. I really want to talk about Lone Ranger because uh, I was very, you know what? No, I'm going to be quiet now. Um, of course, my coworker, my uh, co-host, damn, coworker, yay! My co-host is here with Do me. I get equal pay? No, you don't. <laughs> I don't get paid anything. So yeah, you can have equal pay, <laughs> less than a cent. You got to pay me. Welcome to GameStop. Oh my! Welcome to GameStop, where you get fifty percent. No, no, no. Um, we're talking entertainment in this segment, so we'll definitely go. Jump you like to pre-order? I think while you're here, sure. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. This this segment. Actually, go ahead and start. Um, one bit of news that is the, probably the worst kept secret in the history of the world. Christian Bale has confirmed he won't be Batman in any future DC films. What? In an interview. What? I'm good. I already knew that. <laughs> well, we we talked about that like I don't know, a month and a half ago. Even the Elite Force podcast have basically come to terms with the fact that it isn't going to be him. It's going to be somebody else. So that was destiny anyway. Uh, another bit of weird news as well. Warner Brothers apparently wants to make another Lego movie, despite the fact the original Lego movie isn't coming out or isn't coming out I think until uh, summer next year and this is going to be based on the Ninjago franchise which isn't too bad a franchise but considering the Ninjago video game that came out recently didn't really do oh no it wasn't 
No, there wasn't an in. It was Legends of Chamber or whatever it was, wasn't it? I have no clue. Don't ask me that question. Came out for the Vita and the 3DS. It was that good a Lego game. Wow. Um, but yeah, just tr- file that under. I don't know what that means just yet. But the two big ones are the two teasers that two major companies have given towards what they're going to show at Comic-Con, which is two weeks away. Hold on, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. I told you, Brass Eye, I'm not saying it tonight. You can continue to push me. I'm not going to say it. Go ahead, Ashley. Sony are going to be having stuff from the Robocop reboot that's, I think, coming up later this year or uh, early next year. I'm not entirely sure when that's supposed to be coming out, but there is definitely going to be stuff as well from Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Jamie Foxx and Paul Giamatti and Garfield and co. coming back. And whoever that person is in the shadows, hopefully. Whoever that may be. Marvel have definitely confirmed that they're going to be showing Captain America Winter Soldier and also for 2, The Dark World, or for The Dark World, I think I'm going to call it. They will definitely be shown, but there has been a tease as they've talked about the future of the franchise beyond those films. And what people are thinking that could mean is it's not going to be just Avengers 2 that they're going to kind of talk about a little bit, but also Phase 3, as they call it. And let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, now, let's discuss, what is Phase 3? Go ahead. The phase 3 is the stuff that's going to be happening between Avengers 2 and 3. Like how... Phase 1 was pretty much everything that's happened in the Marvel Universe, apart from all the stuff that isn't, uh, you know, all the Spider-Man stuff that's off with other license holders. So pretty much like the Iron Man films, the Incredible Hulk film, the Thor movie, the Captain America movie, and then Avengers. That was Phase 1. Phase 2 is Iron Man 3, uh, Captain America 2, Thor 2... Probably Ant-Man as well, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Avengers 2. Phase 3, we don't know how many films are going to be properly part of it. Hold on. But Hold on. There's a bit of confusion in chat. What What have you been saying? Have you been saying 4 2? Thor. T-H-O-R or F-O-U-R. <laughs> That's the problem with the English and American pronunciations. Damn it. Really? Because as yeah. far as I've heard it from a Chinese person, it's Thor. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're just having too much fun with your accent. That's the, that's the way I pronounce it. <laughs> okay, Crowley. Let's keep, four, let's keep going. 4-2 on the 360. <laughs> I've yeah, never I'm thought go, about I'm it. I'm going with this yet. Screw I've it. never thought about it until somebody's made a comment about it. That is hilarious. Don't ask me for four candles. And only British people will get that joke. And probably Brasso. Uh, but yeah, the Phase 3 stuff, they talked about there's going to be a film coming out in 2016, it, around the May time of year, like how Iron Man 3 came out. Uh, 
I, I said free like that because for some reason the words in the titles, but I've already had my go about that. And there's also going to be another Marvel movie coming out May 2017. Uh, Anthony has a good question in chat. Wasn't a, Mulk, a Hulk movie, a Mulk, Hulk movie supposed to happen yeah, no, during no, no. Phase 3? Um, there were some reports about them possibly doing it, yes. Because obviously Mark Ruffalo's Hulk hasn't had his own movie yet. Because of the whole Eric Banner... Edward Norton, all that debacle. Um, S- somehow I'm fearing JJ four two could be on the three sixty, and it will be just as shit as four one was. Oh, Lord. Uh, I'm thinking. I've been thinking. Oh Lord, I cannot believe this is coming to this. Where's L Train when you need him? Oh wait, he hasn't called. <laughs> He's celebrating his birthday watching EWF. Come on. Yeah. Stay, let's keep it that way. I don't need him killing the everything tonight. Um, have to do that for us when we get the calls. Probably. <laughs> or JJ. JJ will call in and I'll just go, right, I am running. <laughs> JJ can call in whenever, whenever he wants. We all know this. Yeah, Brass I would say, time. hey, he's calling in. He's got I'm the big like, red phone. He can just... Yeah, I'm not going to say JJ can't call in. shit out of my pronunciation of everything. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to say JJ can't call in. I'm not that stupid. But either way, uh, I do believe that Phase 3 is going to see the start of what is going to be known as the Civil War for Avengers 3. Um, I'm expecting a lot of different things to happen in, in, in the Phase 3, Phase 2, and all that, I expect. I just, I really think that in the end of Captain America, we're going to see Captain America 2, we're going to see the beginning of the Registration Act. I really believe that we are going to see something akin to the Registration Act begin. Possibly even see the explosion that was caused by the mutants in the, the comic. So I, I hope to see something that's going to start the Registration Act soon. And I think we'll possibly see it in Captain America 2. And of course, if you wanted the huge reveal for the end of Avengers 2, you just have this shaded figure and not talking or anything. Kind of like how Thanatos was, or Phantos, sorry, was uh, unveiled at the end of Avengers 1. And then just see these three metal claws come out at the end and then cut to black. Continue credits. No. In all honesty, no. I believe the way they should end Avengers 2 uh, before the credits go off is possibly the the face-off between Iron Man and Captain America. And then possibly start... uh, you see Iron Man make a comment about the Registration Act, and then Captain America hits him with the build and basically says, I'm going to raise an army. You raise your own. And they walk away. And that's how they end Avengers 2. That's how the beginning of um, Avengers 3 will probably start. And to shift the in chat, no mutants in Marvel films... We have no clue what kind of deal Marvel will make with Fox. Marvel has probably made deals with Fox and Sony 
to bring in everything they can. The one I was kind of surprised about was Ghost Rider, because didn't the Ghost Rider sequel come out in 2011, 2012? Yeah, something like that. And yet those rights immediately went straight back to Marvel so soon after a release came out from, I think it was Sony, so... Everyone's saying that there's going to be no possibility for mutants or anything to be in the Avengers films or in Marvel films. We have no clue what these people are doing behind closed doors. They're making deals left and right to get everything. And I believe we are going to see everything we, they, that they want in Avengers 2 and 3. I believe we're going to Surely see Spider-Man. You say as well Captain America was a sort of mutant. Uh, technically he was. Hulk's a mutant. I mean... Yeah. If we want to get down to brass tacks, there are mutants in these films right now. But mm. they're, the, they're the mutants owned by Marvel at this moment. And see, I don't believe why, why, he, said, why he says that they'll play ball with Fox. Marvel will pay whatever the hell they want to pay for anything. If Fox is smart, they're going to see, you know, there's money in these Avengers films. Look at the money they're bringing in. We need to get on board. They're going to make a shit ton of money if they sign off and say, we want at least a quarter of the percentage that you're going to get off the sales. It really depends how successful Wolverine and Days of Future Past are. If they're mild successes, Fox may consider the offer. If they become huge deals like Avengers was, I think Fox will just keep their assets as they are and not even think about giving them back to Marvel and let Avengers 3 have them in it. I see. I still don't believe it. And it's funny we're talking about all this because apparently Brian Singer, um, I'm going to bring this story up while we're discussing this. Brian Singer has teased, a, has teased Quicksilver in a picture from X-Men Days of Future Past. Has apparently shown um, a mailbox with the name Maximoff on the mailbox, a.k.a. Pietro Maximoff, a.k.a. Quicksilver. Apparently he made a house call to the character. So that's a very interesting thing. But back to the question, we don't know what's going on. We could see, um, in all honesty, back to what you were saying, we could see... Um, Marvel come out and bring up their own mutants. They, um, instead of even using the entire, the only mutant I expect to see that they would probably bring in is Wolverine. Is Hugh Jackman? They'll probably say Hugh Jackman can go over and do some stuff. I don't. Ex- it's unlikely that Spider-Man would, considering that we will. Well, I think we talked about it last week. Amazing Spider-Man three. Or four, yeah, I'm doing that again. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out, I think, 2016 and 2018, roughly. I think they confirmed. I think we'll have something for Spider-Man, but it won't be until three. We'll probably yeah. have hints and teases, but I don't think we'll have Spider-Man until Avengers three. Um, I think that's when we'll see everything. That would so, be interesting because I don't know when. They didn't give a te- they didn't give a definitive date as to when Amazing Spider-Man Four would uh, come in. 
because if, if you did want to put it in an interesting place you could put it right before Avengers 3 comes out and then you get the big tease as perhaps that is the final part of Phase 3 yeah so I expect I, I think we're going to see some things we're going to see definitely a um I'm really trying to figure out how to say this. We're going to see Spider-Man. We're going to see the mutants. We're going to see a lot. I believe that Marvel has made deals with Fox and Sony to start all this stuff. And we're going to see it. I mean, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Oh, well. Wouldn't be the first time. But I believe we're going to see the mutants. We're going to see a lot of Fox characters. And, and the Sony thing character. is, it'd be a, it won't happen like this because this is too much like a, a perfect like yeah. fantasy booking kind of thing if you can do that for movies. But don't even reveal that they're in it for like Avengers 2. Don't even say they've been filming on set kind of thing. Just have people go to the movie and then okay. two hours into the two and a half... Suddenly, like, Wolverine turns up and everyone, like, goes, Whoa! Avengers 2, I expect. I, I think we'll see that. If they're going to do anything like that, I think we'll see that. We'll see uh, uh, Captain America be in Japan or something. And he was like, hey, look at this guy. He, he looks weird as hell. And Wolverine turns around and is like, what? You saying something? Iron Man grabs Don't one say of what. I mean, come on. His only line in first class was fuck off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'll see... You'll see um, Iron Man grab him on the shoulder and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Don't mess with him. Let's uh, let's go this way. Because Iron Man definitely knows who Wolverine is. And Hulk... You, you see Hulk stop for a second, or whoever, Mark Ruffalo. You see him stop and look at him for a second. And you just see a stare down between both of them. And you're just like, yeah, they're doing this. Who's got that the best sideburns? <sighs> really? That's how you gotta go. Hey, um, Ruffalo had some good sideburns in Avengers 1. I don't care about that. I care about the fight. Wolverine versus Hulk? One of the greatest fights in the uh, Marvel yeah, but history. they're staring down in their regular forms. Yeah, but they know who each other is. That's the thing. So... I, I expect that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping with. Um, that's what anyway, I'm hoping. Pacific Rim. You want to go and jump into that? Yeah, because that's all, that's all my story's done, and I'm intrigued by the. Okay. So I've been looking forward to Pacific Rim for a while. It was actually the trailer for Pacific Rim was in Lone Ranger, which I went and saw, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. Hideo Kojima actually did eight tweets. Uh, his review on Pacific Rim. I'm going to read these out to you guys, and I believe me, as soon as I saw these, I got very giddy and happy because I've been waiting to see Pacific Rim for a while. Hideo Kojima, at Hideo Kojima EN. Dear Twitter friends, the followings are my comments, my comment regarding Pacific Rim. Luckily, I was allowed to tweet in public by WB, Warner Brothers. I have never imagined that I would be fortunate enough to see a film like this in my life. The emotional rush I had inside me was the same kind I had when I felt the outer space via 
2001, A Space Odyssey, and When I Had Touched the Dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Animation and special effects, movies, show, and sh- animation and special effects, movies, and shows that I loved in my childhood days, they all truly exist in the screen. Director Del Toro offers this spectacular vision of massive kaijus. Kaijus? Kaijus. Kaijus. I and should know about kaijus. Shush, I'm finishing. And robots in Pacific Realm. The film is not simply a film to be respected, but most importantly, it lets us dream the future of entertainment movies. Pacific Realm is the ultimate otaku film that all of us had been waiting for. Who are you if you are Japanese and won't watch this? I hope you would accept this inspirational love letter that had traveled across the Pacific, written by director Guillermo... Guillermo... What is it? Guillermo del Toro. There you go. That's Hideo Kojima's review in eight tweets. Now, somebody else did a tweet, did two tweets. I absolutely do not give a crap about this person's review. Yet, however, it's about a movie I love. I want to see. So, Kanye West tweeted, I saw a pre-screaming of Pacific Rim yesterday, and it's easily one of my favorite movies of all time. This is not another robot movie. Del Toro is a master. I am looking very forward to this movie. This is one of those that I have been looking forward to for a very long time. I believe I've even said that on this show a lot. Um, this is one of those movies where I believe that we think, I think we are going to see probably one of the best films of the year right here. So, it's I mean, like the Godzilla people were, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I'm looking very forward to Godzilla. This is one of those movies where I'm like, okay, either we're going to have a really great movie that's going to completely destroy all other kaiju films, or Godzilla is going to destroy that. We don't know. I have no clue what's going to happen. And this is one of those where I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit freaked out. Because I'm going to love this movie. It comes out in next week or the week after yeah next week yeah it is next week in the UK it's coming out the same day as Monsters University that's a pretty big double bill combo and then of course the next week in the UK is World's End so we're really getting some big films week after week after week now it's that summer movie thing dude it's the summer it's starting to pack on I'm looking at my schedule right now to see exactly it's apparently about two hours, ten minutes. So. I'm off the. I'm off on Monday. The Monday after it comes out, because it comes out when the twelfth. Yeah, worldwide. So it looks like I'm going to go see a kaiju film on the fifteenth. That makes me happy. I've got to make sure that I'm off from GameStop that day. Um. So yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima has come out and said that he loves the film. I'm very happy about that. Mac, I, Mac says Kanye West likes it. <sighs> really? Really, JJ? Really? Start this again? <sighs> um, to Mac and chat, he said Kanye West likes it. I want to see it less now. I agree with you on that, but the fact that I've been looking forward to this for a very long time I really want to see this film. 
and I'm going to enjoy seeing this in the new theater that was just built in our town. Um, I'm looking very forward to it. So, yeah. Anything you want to say about that, Ashley? I've heard... Well, heard is the ironic word. I've heard it's very loud. So, uh, if you're slightly deaf, you might want to take some uh, cotton wool or something. Otherwise, you will not be able to hear anything, apparently, when you come out of the cinema. Or the movie theater. It was loud in the uh, the trailer. I will say that. It was very loud. So... You yeah. thought Transformers clanking metal together was loud. You wait till... Yeah. yeah. S- stick the bass up to 12. It's even beyond 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger came out this, this week in America. When's it, come out? When's it come out in... Uh... I think it's like 4th of August. It's a pretty much a full month. Just having a quick look. Take a quick look. This movie, uh, my dad's a huge Western person. He loved Lone Ranger when he was a kid. So I felt it was only natural we go see the movie. Um, It was either seeing this or Man of Steel. And the showing for Lone Ranger happened to be at 11.15 in the morning. So I decided I wanted to go see this instead of seeing Superman. Because I didn't think that many people were going to be in Lone Ranger. Uh, this movie ended up being, I didn't expect a lot out of this. <laughs> I hate you, JJ. I really do. 9th um, of August in the UK. 9th of August. I didn't expect this movie to be one of the, one of the greatest movies ever, but it's a PG movie from Disney, which told me a few things. It told me there wasn't going to be that much violence or, um, language in it. And it told me it's going to be a different style of film. The ending results for Lone Ranger was great. Absolutely one of my favorite movies so far this year. Very funny. A lot of very funny stuff came out of this film. And of course... uh, Give me one second. I have just blanked on a name. Tonto. Um, oh, Tonto. Um, who's the actor? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. I, bought, I was thinking Jack for some reason. Johnny <laughs> Captain Jack. <laughs> my Viet. Um, Johnny Depp, of course, completely destroyed the Lone Ranger himself. The, the, the acting, I didn't even know who the other actor was. Uh, Mia. Army oh, Hammer. What has he been in? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, he's. It was some. I think it was a TV thing, mainly, off the top of my head. And he did get. There was a, a big f- film role he was in, or a major role that got him recognition before he got. Wasn't. No, that was. What's his name that was in John Carter that was crap? Can't remember. Quick to Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, no, quick to IMDb. Army Hammer was in the man. He's actually in the Man of Uncle from Uncle. Um, he was in the, J. Edgar. 
Social Network. He was in Reaper. Uh, Reaper, Reaper was the TV series I was thinking about, but film-wise, the one that got him attention was Social Network, yeah. Yeah. Because he played both the Winklevoss twins, I believe. Yes, he did. Cameron and Tyler. And apparently he did the same thing in The Simpsons TV show. Played both Cameron and Tyler. So, that's kind of funny. Um, he was a great actor. He did a great job uh, with that role as John Reed. He was... I have never seen the show. Uh, the Lone Ranger. Dad's Absolutely love it. Um, but the actors who were along with them, I mean, Helen Bottom Carter, you've got William Fichtner. Fichtner? How do you say his name? Is Bill Fichtner, I think. Fichtner. Um, Barry Pepper, if you don't know who that is, Barry Pepper, it was uh, the, the one I know him best from is Saving Private Ryan, the sniper. But he's done a lot of voice work for video games and stuff like that. He hasn't been in a lot recently. I see that much. Um, but he was Private Jackson in Saving Private Ryan. He did an amazing role as Fuller, who, when I re- re- originally saw him, I thought it was General Custard. Because of the way he was acting. Um... But, I mean, there was some great acting in this movie, but it was just overall funny, and that's what I liked. The movie was very funny. Helen, Hel- Helena Bonham Carter did a great job playing a prostitute. I know that sounds weird, but she played a prostitute pretty much. <laughs> God knows how many weird and wonderful roles she's played over her 25-plus year career. I know, and she did a great job in this one, and I... I definitely say this is a must see. If you like, if you want a great family movie um, to take the kids, something funny, take this, take them to go see this. Um, it is PG. There's few, few, um, few curse words. Hell is pretty much the only one used. Uh, Johnny Depp does a great job as playing Tonto. Army Hammer did play a great job, and John Reed, the Lone Ranger. Uh, everybody else played great roles. I didn't see anything that really made me stop and question the movie. Uh, all the critics who were saying it's a horrible movie are stupid, absolutely idiots. So, I'm. Uh, I really think that they did a great job. I really do want to say this is a great movie. Go see it. If you're not a fan of westerns, wait till it comes out on DVD. This is going to be a must-buy. I will buy it. I'm going to buy it myself. This is, I don't usually buy a lot of movies, but I will be buying this. So go, go watch it. Go see it. It's worth it. Uh, anything you want to know about the movie? Anything you want to ask? Anything you want to say? Um, no, I mean, I think it's probably going to be, a considering it's a Disney, it's not going to be a huge, typical drama thing, considering it's got like a PG or a... 12A certificate over here. I think it's more likely a 12A because it is d- very, very dark in places. You know, it goes like Harry Potter dark. It, no, it doesn't really. Um, like, it, there's quite a bit of emotional trauma from what I've heard in it. Uh, yes, there is. Um, 
and one thing, and the guys in chat, uh, Shifty and Anthony, anybody who's really into supernatural stuff, will understand what I'm saying. Uh, Tonto actually calls one of the villains a Wendigo, which is actually a man who eats uh, human flesh, and basically that it's basically a cannibal. Um, he calls one of them uh, a Wendigo, and you actually see the blade come out from the main villain and cuts out the heart of somebody else. You don't really see him cutting out the heart, but it's implied. So I mean, that's you one see of those, him eating something. Well, you see him wiping. It, it, you see him wipe, wiping blood from his hand and off his mouth. That's all you yeah. see. Um, but they imply it later on. So it's one of those that's really like okay. Yeah, that's disgusting, but it was great. The movie was great. Um, to Anthony and chat, apparently he has to take my opinion on what's a good movie with a grain of salt. It's fu- it's funny you say that. We had a huge conversation at work tonight about how I say something's going to be great and it ends up being a piece of crap. <laughs> just, to, just to put it lightly. Um, basically, I said... I kept seeing video footage. I mean, we had this conversation already. We kept talking about all this footage, all this great stuff of aliens, colonial marines, all these videos. I kept seeing a lot of great things. And then I, saw, I was like, this is going to be a great game. It's going to be awesome. It comes out, it's horrible. It's horrendous. One of the worst games this year. So, yeah. It's one of those things. So, this is going to be a great movie. Uh, this is. I'm looking very forward to... The, the DVD release when it comes out. Um, Dad actually made a comment about wanting to see uh, RIPD, Rest in Peace Department. Which, again, we have to wait ages for. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, there's a few things I'm looking forward to. There's a few trailers that were in um, that were in Lone Ranger that looked really good. Uh, they had the Thor trailer, Thor 2 trailer. They had Wolverine trailer. They had um, Pacific Realm trailer. There was one other trailer. I can't remember what it is. But it looked amazing. It was one of those that I... If I saw it again, I'd know exactly what it's going to be. But I don't know what it's going to be. Can you vaguely remember what was in it? No, and that's the problem. I can't remember anything really from that. Was trailer. it an action thing or? Yeah, it was. I think it was a superhero film. I think. I think I may be rethinking about Kick-Ass? Thor two. No, Thor two. I think is what it is. Oh, okay. Rethinking about. Um. So yeah. Secretly, it was a One Direction movie. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's my review on Lone Ranger. Great movie. Loved it. Go see it. Um, anything you feel like we need to talk about? No, I don't know if we've got time for calls. Um, we do have a little bit of time for calls. Um, we do have an email too. So let them know how they can call in. I'm going to get this email prepped. Okay. Well, you can call in via Skype, just adding the username Sunday Night Showdown and uh, contacting us that way. Or call in to 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. Thank God that number doesn't contain a three or a four. 
Um, there is something I want to bring up uh, before we take any phone call. I, the phone call, phone lines are open. I've got the email up here. Um, there is something I want to speak about for a second. I posted on Facebook earlier this week about there's possibly going to be a change coming soon to the show. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Um, I may end up canceling the show, uh, putting the show on hiatus for six months. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because I was offered a six-month promotion on at, at my job. I accepted that. Uh, as of today, I have accepted it. Uh, I am going to be working close to 60 hours or so and will be doing a lot. I'm not sure what's going to happen to the show. I'm not sure what's going to happen with everything else. So for now, we're going to go on as we are with the show for going forward. And then when we come up, um, when we get closer to how I feel things need to change, I will definitely make you guys aware. Um, I've already spoken to Brassai, and I've already spoken to Ashley about this. There's a possibility that if we are going to, um, if we do put the show on hiatus, Ashley and myself will possibly do small tidbits here and there just for news and stuff like that, reviews, stuff like that. Um, or I may just leave it all to Ashley. I haven't fully decided on that yet. So once we, I know things for sure, I'll let you guys know just as I have let my producer and co-host know. So, yeah. Um, with that, we do have an email. It is from Nate. So let's jump straight into this. Hey guys, Nate here. I just wanted to drop a line. Firstly, my appreciation for the show you and Ashley put together each week, and hopefully it's a continuation. And secondly, for the great job you do on the weeks I'm able to listen, which is almost every week. Anyway, enough ass kissing. I wanted to talk about the state of digital media and how all of a sudden the upsurge and flooding of digital media available on Xbox Live, Arcade, and PSN, and more importantly, Steam. I've just set up my Steam box complete with wireless Logitech gamepad, and the Steam box does an excellent job literally giving me the keys to the game's vault. I'm sure Microsoft and Sony have noticed this fact and have tried to hold on. Give me one second, I gotta change screens. Um. I'm sure Microsoft and Sony have noticed this fact and that have tried to hold on to their loyal fan base by offering free games on their markets to tide people over to the next generation. Without too much getting into the free games argument, I know PSN has been offering this forever and Xbox Live Arcade has just started doing this, as well with the main point being you get to keep the games on Xbox when you're not a gold member. However, you keep your games on PSN as long as you are a member. You can argue to a degree, but the main point here, I think, is as we head into the next generation, it pays to pay for the premium for either console to enjoy the benefits both have to offer anyway. I think Steam has the next evolution of gaming lockdown, and Microsoft saw this and tried to head them off in the past by using terrible PR skills. Anyway, after much deliberation, it's painfully obvious to me that the PC is going to be eventually win the race. I could have told you that. My main reason for going to consoles to game in the first place wasn't only because of convenience, but at the time I didn't have the money to maintain a high-end PC, 
and the consoles gave me a way out where I could still afford the game and play the top titles without worrying about specs. If this is the last generations of consoles we have, then it pays maybe to buy into a cloud system already established on PC where you have no worries of your console generation being future endeavored. Once again, thanks again, Sean and Ashley, for the open book, and I will understand if you don't have time to read this email out. Cheers, Nate. Well, first thing is, we did have time to read it. Second, thank you for the email. Um, it was a good email. I, I agree with some of the points. Um, anything you want to say? Yeah, I mean, certainly I think it's definitely the last generation of consoles because I honestly think it's going to be kind of an online service because I know quite a lot of people have said they think the OUYA is going to fail because you can already get this kind of thing because you've already got a... Pe the thing is, pe people, do they really want to have the physical object there with the Android stuff on? What some people are saying is perhaps two or three years down the line, if Google are going to be doing their own um, console, like we talked about last week, whether Google will do a deal with Sony, let's say, or uh, Panasonic, or one of the major television, Samsung, let's say, one of the major television distributors, and put it built into the television. So then basically you won't have to bother by getting a $100 console or whatever because it'll already be built into your television and you pay it through that way and you access it on a subscription basis. Okay. I... The Ouya, I think, is a good idea. I liked Ouya. I look forward to actually putting my hands on Ouya and playing it. Um, we, got, we don't have them in store yet. We're offering them to people who buy it online, but I want to. I want to play. I know the game stick as well got delayed. I think till August because it was supposed to be out this past week. Yeah, it was supposed to be the only. Actually, it was and also next week. the um, the Nvidia Shield got delayed as well by a bit. Uh, the game stick was supposed to be out next week, same day as. Uh, yeah, but the Nvidia the Shield thing was also supposed to be out. Around about now, but I think that's been delayed to about August. It got delayed last. It was supposed to be out last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got delayed. I'm not sure why. I'm still curious on that, but I don't know. So I I agree with Mac. How the hell has Nate got a steamed box? I was about to look that up. These so. things don't exist yet. That we're aware of. I if this is the case, we need to. If if this is the case, we need to ask him: Has he got Half-Life Three? Because <laughs> this is like, yeah. Don't even bring up Half-Life Three. I've just been seeing. Oh, should I bring up of... Left 4 Dead Three instead? Then, <sighs> or Portal Three, or anything else that Team Fortress Three. Basically, anything that, that Valve has made that doesn't have a free at the title. That's starting to take me off, too. I just keep seeing... Okay. D Defense of the Ages free. Apparently, has it been released already? That would be interesting. I did not know this. What? Apparently, 
the Steam box may be in beta already, and that may be how he got one. Oh, I did not know that. Sneaky. It's supposed um, to be. We know they're making it, but we don't know what. And if it's like in beta, it's like okay. It's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, definitely. I'm very curious as to see what exactly. Hopefully, he can let us know on the uh, in the chat because I'm very interested to see what it is. Um, but we do have a call. Let's go to the the lines right now. Who are you, and what do you want? Hey, Sean, it's Anthony. Of course it is. What's up? Uh, first off, I'm glad that you ever get that job, even though that the show might be going on hiatus or whatever. Hey, guys, yeah. deal with real life first. Yeah, and, and the fact this is six-month promotion, I, I need the money more so than anything else right now. So I'm looking forward to what it's going to offer as far as job-wise and what it's going to offer me as in... Um, oh my lord! What it's going to offer as a growth for me personally? True. Okay. And you're all saying what they can probably do for the Avengers movies and all that. I admit the Civil War would probably be a good storyline to do, but they cannot do it just in a single store in a single movie. It has to be drawn out. No, they can do it in a single movie. Um, and not with everything way, they have. Hold on, no. hold on. Okay. The easiest way to do that is to actually do to start it at the end of Avengers two, yeah, and to continue it on, and Thor, Hulk, and uh, Captain America. Okay, they, I'm just saying that they can't like start the Civil War thing in the that same movie as ending it. I'm not yeah. starting over the end, telling of, the, of a previous movie. Yeah, they can do that. Starting that's why I'm I'm completely thinking they'll do it at the end of Avengers two. Have a fight scene break out between um, uh, Iron Man uh, and Captain America. Yeah, break that out, and then they'll basically uh, Captain America will walk away with something, and Iron Man will be uh, show up on screen, basically saying, "I support the Registration Act and all this," and you just see Captain America in the background, uh, in the you know, looking at a TV or something. And they try to arrest him. It, he ends up breaking away, and that's how the movie ends. He's basically run, on the run. And then Cap, Captain America 3 can be a him trying to stay on the run. He's building up an army for himself, all this stuff. And I'm saying that they do are able to bring Spider-Man into that Marvel thing. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about Fox, the rights and all that, or Sony. But um, how about I get into either Spider-Man 3 or 4, him end the movie with him unmasking. Because that did happen in Civil War. It did, and I think it should happen. I really do feel... that The whole thing is, this is a different universe. This is the amazing universe. This isn't the regular Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Um, that's, the big th that's the big sticky situation you get in with this. We <laughs> could see... Sticky situation for somebody called Spider-Man. I know. That's very funny. Good pun for me. Um, high five for me, but um, yes, I just gave myself a self high five. No words. Way to go, DDP. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. But either way, um, I do feel that we have to see something because I feel that if they just show him in uh, in costume and don't even have him unmasking in the the movie. 
will be completely fine. And then have him at the end of three or four come out and say, with Iron Man, even have Iron Man behind him. Because Marvel and... What is that? Is that Sony? Sony Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Sony at the minute, yeah. Sony? Okay. Uh, Marvel and Sony make a deal. Iron Man walks out and is like, I have somebody here today. He has a major announcement he wants to make to the world. You see him walk out. You see Spider-Man. He's like, I do have an announcement to make. Throughout the years, I have been Spider-Man to a lot of you. But today, I am simply known as, takes off the mask, Peter Parker. And that's how they end uh, Spider-Man 3. If they go with the if they go with the Amazing Universe, I don't and, want them to. But yeah, we also are they going to have the Hulk then involved in that? Because in the in the stories, they did not have him in it. He was doing the whole Planet Hulk thing. He was, um, which I think will be happening. Either he's going to be gone somehow after Phase Two, or he's going to have that movie in Phase Three. Well, the. The angle that it currently looks at, clearly from Avengers 1, is Iron Man seems to be getting on pretty well with Hulk. I mean, even look at the post-credits clip from Iron Man 3. I haven't seen it, so don't. Yeah, but that's... Well, it involves... No, no, no. It involves those two characters. Let's just say. Well, see, if you even start doing spoilers... That's all I'm saying. So it already looks like they've got a good enough relationship. So you'd have thought if there was a time of war, Hulk would probably be on Iron Man's side. But then, then again, Iron Man could do something completely ridiculous that just makes Hulk go off alone and do his own thing again. Kind of how they teased when the whole Avengers were breaking apart in the first movie and then eventually coming back together. Yeah, so, Anthony, anything else? Uh, I'm saying you should see Iron Man 3 no matter what Bronx says about it. I'm not saying it's the best Iron Man movie, but it's not terrible. Well, I I plan on seeing them all. I Like I said, I had, a, I had planned on seeing... Um, I planned on seeing Superman, uh, Man of Steel yesterday, but we saw Lone Ranger, which I thought was great. Um, I will probably get a copy, um, or I'll probably go see, um, Man of Steel in the near future, hopefully, possibly. I'm not sure. I really... With everything going on, I may not have time. My plan is to, however, go see my kaiju film, uh, Pacific Realm, in the next two weeks. That's a definite going to happen no matter what. So, Oh, Pacific Realm, not what J.J. refers to it as? <sighs> I, I, I hate J.J. for that one, too. <laughs> no, but of and course, actually- that is the joke that everybody has been making ever since they announced the title of the thing was Pacific Rim. No, that's not. That's the joke that JJ's been playing on me ever since I told about Skyrim on Unplugged two, year, two, three years ago. So, yeah. No, but when it was announced, people were calling it Pacific Grim. Insert uh, 
work task here. Hey, okay, you, you know, keep with that. Um, you're not referring to a superhero movie as four two. Yeah, <laughs> I tell I tell you though, the the the, the game to tie into for the Dark World for the for the Xbox One as it will probably be because it won't be on current gen. Brassai is trying his luck. Brassai is trying his luck. He wants it tonight. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that either. Um, oh. <laughs> either know, way. Next, yeah, the next movie I'm going to see is um, Kick-Ass 2 in August, so. I, good, old, good old Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, let's not even talk about that. I'm <laughs> still questioning how stupid he is right now. But either way. Um, anything else? Uh, what are your thoughts about um, ROH ending their IP review things, going to a video on demand? Smart, in all honesty, because they were, they should have kept it. Their whole thing about going was stupid. They shouldn't have done that. They should have kept it as it was, and gone with the video on demand, watching everything. So I I question Ring of Honor and the fact that they should have stayed beyond him. Yeah, and give um, the the world title to a guy who's con- they knew the contract was ending. They were trying to sign him still. Uh, if everything I've heard is true, um, really, I think we're at the mute somebody. Either way. I feel, I feel I'm getting in the groove. <laughs> okay. You keep up with that. Um, but, yeah, I question our Ring of Honor either way. Yeah, I'm saying if they if you, they do go to WWE, which is a very slim chance, why not put them with um, Zeb Calder? Uh, they team up. I see what, uh, the Briscoes teaming up with Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger are either the Briscoes teaming up with the Wyatt family. Yeah, I think they're going to keep um, the two other guys teamed up. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, anything else before we go to this other person? No, that's pretty much it. So whatever the if they, whoever's calling next, make sure to have their other stuff muted. Uh, well, it sounds like he's got New Jack in the background, but we'll definitely uh, let him know that. Oh, so <laughs> thanks for calling in, Anthony. We're going to go to our other person on the line. Yeah. Which is later, Anthony. Thanks. It is the birthday boy himself, of course. Uh, it is L Train, I think. Hopefully, because if not, we've got a hack situation on the, on their hands right now, and Watch Dogs has just taken over. Um, so, hey, yo, uh, hey, guys. There we go. <laughs> My apologies about that. I was uh, well. As you can probably tell, I'm actually calling from a wrestling show going on right now, and uh, apparently, I guess the music was rather a bit more audible than I was expecting. Well, just do this for us. Go out, get to the ring, and say, say hello, everybody. You're on the open book. <sighs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there'll be a few people who would be pissed at me if I try to jump in the ring right now. Like, you know, yeah. the guys who are having a match right now. And they'll be okay. <laughs> what's, what's, yeah. what's up? No, uh, happy, ha- first off, happy birthday. 
Hey, thanks, man. Uh, but definitely feeling the love on Facebook just from a lot of the guys on uh, the SNS page, especially with a lot of the jokes that have been going along with the SNS page, particularly Bronx. Of course, don't think you're not guilty in that endeavor also, Sean. Hey, yeah. y- your curse struck us last night. The stream at the start went all crap. Yeah, I, I was actually listening to that. I heard the music fine at the opening, and then all of a sudden, uh, Sean sounded like he was about 100 yards away. Yeah, it... Uh, That's because he actually was, you know. We just did it for atmospheric effects. Yeah, we're auditioning for the next Spielberg movie. Actually, I was. I thought we were going to audition for uh, America's Got Talent. But, okay. Oh, um, boy. What's up tonight, Eldrin? What Anything on your mind? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I definitely know there's been a lot of uh, wrestling buzz going on the past few weeks, particularly with TNA and a lot of the releases, particularly a lot of the gut-check contestants. Uh, you know, that's, that's some weird shit. Uh, you know, normally when you hear about people getting cuts and stuff from, like, businesses, you would normally think, I think this is something that is pretty obvious when it comes to wrestling, when you hear about people getting cuts and stuff, and if it's a cost-cutting measure, in some businesses, you would figure, you know, usually the people who get released or, you know, get let go from their jobs are the people who earn the most so that they're saving the most. You look at, you know, what we've seen with TNA, a lot of the gut-check people, they were getting little to probably, you know, pennies to the dollar or whatever as far as what they were getting pay-wise, and yet... I think you mentioned it earlier, Sean, uh, you know, guys like Bischoff and Hogan, um, you know, still being kept around despite, you know, not really having a whole lot to uh, do with things, you know, as far as in-ring goes. Yeah, and that's why I have a problem. I felt, I feel that they're paying these guys millions and millions of dollars, but I really have a problem with that. I really think they, (laughs) okay. Um, that's right. That's what I thought. I, I'm all for that. Um, it's a two count. It's a two count. <laughs> wow, my phone speaker is really good if you can hear that. I, I can't hear it. That's two. Um, uh, to JJ and chat, go fuck yourself. I will say that tonight. Um, <laughs> wow. I do love you, brother. I do love you. Oh, I, I, I have smell, respect for the forty nine percent owner. <laughs> I he never can had the shit out of me. I he can rip the shit out of me. All I care. Yeah, I don't mind. I, I smell epic rap battle too. No, uh, he does. He does say happy birthday in chat though. Hey, thank you, JJ. Man, appreciate that, brother. Um, as far as everything in TNA, I feel that if they get rid of the people who are taking away a lot of the money. Hogan Bischoff. They don't need them. They're not doing anything for them. Um, I feel that I have a feeling I'm going to have a phone call here in a second that I'm not going to like. Um, <laughs> and then two. <laughs> no, it's going to be a three count because Sean is knocked the fuck out. So we end the show in a very in a few minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do feel that they need to get rid of the people who are taking a lot of their money out. So. I did. There was some, some interesting breaking news. Apparently, uh, Dom Matrick <laughs> has just left Zynga, and he has now uh, signed a multi-year, multi-million-dollar deal with TNI. <laughs> 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 that laughing is the, 
my timing is fucking impeccable tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. <laughs> so apparently I just got kicked out of the chat also. <laughs> that may have been what they were laughing about. But anyway. Um, yeah, anything else you want to talk about, L-Train, before we do decide to end the show? Uh, no, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I uh, had a fun day, both online and offline. Uh, like I said, definitely appreciate anybody who sent me some uh, birthday love on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Sean, thank you for the well wishes. Ashley, thank you for the well wishes. And in a nice little side note to you, Ashley, is a little bit of a whole indie show nod. Right now, as you guys can hear in the background, I'm at the EWF show, the Empire Wrestling Federation out here in uh, Covina, California. And I actually got to just see one of the alums of uh, EWF, one of my friends that I haven't seen in a year, uh, Buggy Nova. <laughs> Wait, was that in the match or was that... That was, dur- that was during intermission. I, I actually didn't know she was here. I just saw her uh, right in the hall. Okay, so you, you should have said, hey, uh, you want to be on the show with me right quick? <laughs> I, I thought about it, but I figured, well, wait a minute. This isn't the, uh, this isn't the uh, indie show uh, podcast of the network. This is the one that yeah, <laughs> where everybody talks about wrestling and, and entertainment and video games and trying to shit talk your 49% boss. All I'll say, L-Train, is have a listen. That's all I'm saying. And I'm gonna say something gets said. Hopefully, gets posted up soon because I uh, completely forgot that I had to do a write up. Good job. Um, (laughs) I I do want to say something. I am going to send a email out to this this coming week to two people in particular for Ashley and for the whole indie show, and they both have something to do with CZW. One of them happens to own CZW. And the other happens to have a pinfall over CZW. Over the owner of CZW. So, yeah. Um, pretty soon, I will be doing that. And apparently, JJ wants me to say it again. Happy birthday again, L-Train, even though I've only said it twice so far. <laughs> yeah, but this is conveyed from JJ. I said L-Train. that already. I said that already. Yeah, I'm just clarifying. <laughs> I said I, that I again. I think this is actually JJ doing the not so much the when he says jump you say how high it's that when he says jump he'll just hit you with the shot collar and just say fuck it. Probably. So please let him know you have we have told you happy birthday from him. <laughs> right now we'll <laughs> be good. <laughs> well don't worry, I'm pretty sure even after I hang up there'll be a third request for it. Uh probably. So <laughs> there goes kick number one. Um Oh, <laughs> train! Anything else you need? You want to talk about before we uh, before we let you go and continue your birthday? By the way, happy birthday from JJ again for the fourth time. Yes. <laughs> well, four is my lucky number, so I think that's a good spot to call it. So uh, I'll go ahead and talk to you guys another time. Okay, dude. Have a good one. All right, Look at that. They're cheering for us. They're cheering for us. That's right. That's the only cheering that we've had ever since this show bloody started. (laughs) Eh, Oh, well. There we go. He's finally hung up. That was uh, a little bit... That was kind of funny. Um, So, yeah, that was L-Train, of course, the birthday boy. We've had a pretty interesting show today. 
tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs> yeah. um, you can catch all of the live shows, which is, of course, unplugged every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. The open book every Friday at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. You can catch Sunday, Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday at 8 p.m. What podcast can they catch on the network? Uh, you have The Hard Way with Adam, Danny, and the crew. You've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. got the Elite Force podcast. Both the midweek edition with Chuck W. and the weekend edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. Running the ropes with Crelly and Mav. And the whole indie show with myself, Randy and Sandra. So there you go. I, um... As I did make a comment, I am going to send some emails out this week to two people. Uh, one is the owner of CZW, DJ Hyde, and the other is the, the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. Um, I'll be sending those emails, emails out on behalf of the, uh, the whole indie show, as a, basically as me trying to help them out a little bit by getting them interviews from indie people. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. I've got some stuff planned for you guys. In all honesty, I, I really want to get you guys some interviews, and I've got a few people I'm going to contact: uh, Amber O'Neill and uh, a few others. We'll just leave it at that. Um, anything you want to say before we decide to cut it tonight? Um, not really. Hope everybody has a good. 4th of July weekend, or what's left of it, or if you're listening to us on Monday, hopefully it wasn't too bad on you and you didn't get uh, blown up by fireworks. But most importantly, just stay stay, stay safe. Yeah, stay Jason, stay them. Stay safe. <laughs> and people were saying I was drunk earlier on. Really? <laughs> Trust me. There's been drink. no alcohol in my system for four days. Hmm. <sighs> I'm, I don't drink, so yeah, that's not happening with me. Um, as far as from me, guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, I guess I'll be serious for a minute again, like I always, I usually am uh, during these. It was July Fourth. Uh, it's in all honesty, it's still America's birthday. Do yourself a favor, go thank a military member, thank somebody who always thank somebody who has served, who is serving, or if you happen to be walking through a cemetery, uh, I know it sounds weird, but think those have fallen while serving. Um, there's been a lot more of those than definitely those that have served, it seems. So always thank those that have served, are serving, or fallen while serving. No matter what, staying, thanking them, always, no matter what, even if you may think it doesn't mean anything, uh, it does mean something to them, knowing that somebody does care. Uh, with that, uh, this, of course, has been an open book. I am Sensational Sequel, Sean, one of the voiceless voices of the voiceless here on the SNS Radio Network. The voiceless of the voices. That's right. That's what it seemed like tonight. Um, Ashley, of course, is the British one. My other voice of the voiceless here on this network 
we are the co-host and host of The Open Book, and we thank you for tuning in tonight. Tonight's song of the night is off the new Skillet album, and it's called Sick of It. Enjoy it. We'll catch you guys next week right here on The Open Book. Peace.